That is one big pile of shit. I was not prepared for the image I was greeted with uh, in the stream window. Shadon, head and hands, um, looking to the heavens, seemingly pleading with the divine. There is no God. To be. <laughs> your pleas to the divine are going unanswered. All I, all I got was the uh, voicemail. Hey. <laughs> Uh, hello, friends. Uh, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies to a very special, uh, or infinite, perhaps, uh, Water We Desho, uh, podcast. Uh, Water We Desho, meaning it's probably bad in Japanese because we're a bad podcast. And today that moniker rings truer than ever because the content we will be reviewing is also very, very bad. Uh, I'm the subtle doctor, uh, the American among us if you couldn't tell uh and uh to your left uh and my um east i think is uh my uh very best buddy uh <laughs> lifelong pod uh partner in crime guiltiest gear chromius dome shadon good evening ladies gentlemen mbs in order to get through today, I have brought along a little bit of help. I call this the Big Chuggus. Okay, all right. Mm. Um, Six point, the Big Chuggus. The Big Chuggus, yes. 6.5% mm-hmm. mm-hmm. beer. Uh, it may not be enough, though. Especially with how No way. No, it's it's not. It's uh, definitely not. Especially with how we've, um, we've structured this upcoming stream and the order in which we will discuss things. Uh... Which in turn, Doc will uh, elaborate on in a moment, but I think this was my idea, if I recall correctly. I remember you and I discussing, like, off-stream at some point, like, you know, we've got a gap week, why don't we do something? And then Mm -hmm. it was suggested, hey, let's watch a bad show. And then I think I might have, uh, you know, gone a little further and said, let's watch all the bad shows. Classic, uh, you know, says something, looks around the room and sees everyone unperturbed and then steps over the line really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and says something absurd. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I Because I was like in chat, like, why don't we talk about X-Arm? That seems like it will be fun. And mm-hmm. you were like, let's just watch all this shit. And uh, and so here we are. Uh, what, so in case you're tuning into this and, and wondering, like, what is going on? This is not the typical... You know, watery death show, uh, or or perhaps you're a first time listener or viewer, and and you're like, what what the fuck is this? Uh, well, well, we don't usually we this is this is a special, as I said at the top, well, or or perhaps infamous, and, and Shadon just told the story. This is this is going to be us taking a deep dumpster dive into the most. Um, I'll be generous here and say controversial. 
anime of the winter. I, I, I can't even understand. So far. I can't even understand why they're controversial. And in case uh, people at home are listening and thinking, "Whoa, that's a bit of a heel turn from Shaz. He's going to go and defend these shows." Uh, actually, no, quite the opposite. I don't understand why uh, you know one character is a pedophile and the other character is a revenge fantasy fantasist misogynistic prick is controversial. They are bad, and you are bad for liking them. Unironically. I'll get that out there now. They are very bad. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I'm want to do these things in an order. There's a time and a place for rants for these guys, and mm-hmm. we, will, we will get to them. Yeah. Because you and I both have a lot to say about the dregs of winter 2021 yeah firstly i I just want to say hi to everybody in chat yeah um, i think Uh, we've got uh, chris boylan here uh, masquerading as freelance animation uh bookworm catherine gero sorry robot good to see you all um i want to elaborate on something as well because part of the reason we did this was of course we are covering one direct priority as our stream of thought very very good show thus far from the two episodes i've seen yeah if you tune in normally we'll probably be talking about something kind of good usually i'm happy it's it's a you know it's not a a feeling or emotion i experience often but sometimes i do feel (laughs) i do feel you know quite happy and indeed you know i really uh you know am enjoying one direct priority but unfortunately because of the schedule for it There've only been two episodes thus far. This would have been our, you know, otherwise stream of thought, like, you know, pod number one of winter 2021. Uh, so we've had, we had a gap and basically there was a choice. We either take the week off uh, or we do something else. And I didn't want to take the week off for once. And I remembered uh, there is a segment of our audience, uh, both those who are in our Discord, uh, those who may listen to us on free to air and may just not otherwise comment which is fine by the way but there is a segment of our audience out there that does enjoy us covering the uh the crap the junk uh the uh, you know the stuff you find the boss with the anime garbage dumpster and i remember once i think emily Rand said to me uh you know covering bad shit is your brand this was after i did the shield hero essay of which i will be referencing i'll be harvard referencing my own work at various points today oh yeah i didn't think i'd go back to that well um so I thought, okay, you know what? Like we we did things like Elf and Lead. We did, of course, you know, do fan and then we did, and then we did the mm-hmm. thing that uh, I have mixed feelings on looking back in terms of my own analysis. But I think it kind of like you know is something people would associate with, which was of course Frank's. Uh, you know, we've covered some bad shows on this, and there is an audience out there amongst our overall audience rather who enjoy us doing that. And I thought, you know what? Why not for a laugh? Let's do it. Let's go cover some right shit. And, <laughs> well, you know, ne- hubris, you know, it's it's bitter. I'll say that much. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Um, well, uh, Shadon, would you mind pasting the, the tweet with the links or whatever in Discord or just the links while I drone on for a bit uh, to get our shills and plugs out of the way? Um, and let's see. Oh, so Yuki, let's see. I like the bad high school band trash brand pod. Uh, let's see. This wasn't announced. Yeah. Okay. So Yuki said it was not announced in discord. Um, what is this discord that we speak of? Uh, well, it discord is for patrons. If you would like to, uh, endorse what we're doing right now, if you think, what you hear today is worth your hard-earned money. 
If you don't, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> God. Because uh, we're covering uh, some uh, some stuff that probably, you know, some of it should not exist straight up. Uh, but, but look, if you have some fun, we're going to have some fun at its expense. Uh, and normally cover some some good and fun anime. Like, if you enjoy it and you're able to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash show. Uh, and there's a ton of benefits there. There are three tiers, uh, budget-friendly, all of them, two, three, five dollar. Uh, all the tiers give you Discord access, so you can talk with our uh, really cool community uh, of folks, several of which are in chat. Um, you can participate in group watches, game nights, uh, lots of fun stuff on the Discord, and then also extra content and early access to a lot of the content we do. So check it out uh, if uh you want to if you're able etc etc um now with the perfunctory uh plugin out of the way i suppose we should crack our knuckles and get down to business here and uh start talking so we're gonna cover four anime today bloody hell uh, we, yeah <laughs> we <laughs> we're gonna cover four anime today uh, first episode of each no more than that exactly so we'll be skimming the surface of of the scummy pond so uh, some of these gonna be talking to be fair one or two of these scummy ponds are very shallow for which i am grateful yeah (laughs) we'll skim the surface and still hit the bottom Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh we've got uh first up on the docket project scarred colon prey tier no kizu aka scar on the pre-tier prey tier praetor that it's pray, the jury's pray, out. pray to your gods that you have when you have to watch this pray to your gods um we have x-arm uh then we're going to be talking about uh mushoku tensei colon isekai itara honkidas uh aka jobless reincarnation and finally i won't even i'm not even going to bother with the japanese uh it's redo of a healer Get ready, strap yourselves in, buckle up, because here we go. Yep. Should, should we? Is there? Are there any other housekeeping to get out of the way before we get get into it? Should yes. Uh, if you're, for mm. those of you at home wondering why we announced them in that particular order, uh, me and Doc may debate on which is the worst, but broadly speaking, we came to a consensus of what order we wanted to tackle them in, which was from least worst to you know, should be, you know, returned to Satan's asshole where it came from uh, at the very end. <clears throat> so we're going to do uh, Sky of the Prey first because I think me and Doc can both agree that it is the best of the bunch that we've covered. Um, and then conversely, like when we get to uh, when we get to um, Jobless Reincarnation, uh, I think that I hope the creator of the work goes for at some point. You know, in terms of like losing their job, <laughs> quit their day job, start fresh. Um, and and redo Boy. of a healer, where they should have just redone the entire anime from scratch, or at least the concepts of it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like you know, we're just gonna go through I them in order. We'll start. We'll start with Scar the Prayer anyway. And yeah, all right, might as well just dive into it. I mean, this is not like a regular stream of thought. There is not going to be much structure to it beyond us. We're going to say what's on our mind, and eventually we'll agree. Riffin. We're done with this. Sh- we're done with this show. We'll move on to the next, and hopefully by the end of it, I won't be like you know gargling on the floor, you know, just starting speaking <laughs> tongues or something <laughs> we, like that. We won't be like the fucking protagonist and redo of a healer in the woods, 
you know, fucking rolling around in his own froth doing drugs. <laughs> That's we'll try to avoid that uh, mm. that ending of things. But um, God, that was the best part of that episode: doing drugs on the floor. Of the world. <laughs> it's, what, it's what in God's it's, name. It's what it's what uh, any reasonable person would do after watching the show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, uh, the Gohans one. This house, Scar <laughs> on the Praetor is colloquially never, I believe. The Gohans one. Uh, somehow, I, I, not the worst. Yeah, I I, I, did, I I, kind of predicted that, or saw predicted that as I got through the other shows, because I knew how bad they were. And then we get to Scar at the Praetor, which I think we may try and provide a plot summary of, but honestly, I... Fuck, I don't even know. Uh, but, look, right... If you've been a part of our Discord, we did we do like anime samples and group watches, and I think a couple of us got together once and watched uh, the first episode of Handshakers. And I want to be clear on something Bzz. from the outset because this will frame a lot of my discussion later, which is for some people, animation quality triumphs all, or rather, right. it is enough for them to overlook glaring flaws in the scripts or characters of a show. And to those people, I say I disagree, but that's your prerogative, that is your right, and I respect that. For example, I think Caniper Effects, uh, who's quite well respected, and I've still got a lot of time mm-hmm. for him, um, is actually like recognizes that there are problems with, for example, with Mashuko Tensei, which we'll talk about later. But he was rightly impressed by the quality of the animation in that show, which I am too. But obviously, it's about Scar. So point being, though, like um, I will generally be of the opposite mindset, where if the script is crap or it's actually outright offensive, I don't care how good it looks. That's too much for me to cope with. And so when I talk about um, Handshakers, uh, that first episode, it looked like dog shit, uh, to be blunt. And on top of that, it featured some awful heinous misogynistic shit with a guy literally standing on a woman's, you know, uh, to try and get her to do something. It was quite crass, to be honest. Really? Yes. I, so I didn't, I never saw this one. So. You, you, you keep it that way. Don't, don't, don't expose yourself to more Gohan's anime than you, you can... Yeah, it's like it's like you know the anime equivalent of radioactivity. You can take a certain amount of background dosage of it, but if you actively expose yourself, that guy camera is going to start ticking. You know, there's only so much the human body can handle. Um, and so I'll just get my opinion of Scar the Bracer out of the way here, which is that I watched it and it was it was 24 minutes of things happening, people talking to each other, uh, guns being fired, and then it was over. And then I stood up and I was on the way. Okay, but well, before, let's take one step back, and I want to preface each of these with a very quick My Animalist plot summary. Oh, God. Just in case, you know, someone watched this a week ago and completely forgot it, which sounds like will be the case for you with this first episode. It's already happening, and I only watched it earlier today. (laughs) It's real, in real time. It's draining from your brain. Okay, so, um, by the way, I, I agree, like, I'm kind of the same way that, like, uh characters writing uh plot and all that sort of stuff uh um matters to me a lot which is not to say that the visual presentation in in anime doesn't matter at all because like directing and things like that can ruin a show obviously the cinematography the staging and uh the storyboarding is that's all really important anime is such a collective work but um but it's why like for some people like xr might be the worst out of this lot because animation means so much to them uh but but this is our list of shit and so that is uh that is why it is ranked the way it is and and we're doing it in this order so but here we go um scar on the praetor 
Project Scarred depicts the encounters and battles of those who have tattoos, which possess the sealed powers of divine beasts and gods. The story is set in the Akatsuki Special Zone, a lawless zone in Tokyo. Helios, in quotes, are those who use the ability of the tattoos to protect the city. Artemis, in quotes, are committed to maintain security and control whilst having a strong commercial motive. And the, quote, public security special service, unquote, are scarred staff of the Metropolitan Police Department. They live through the turbulent days to keep on going. And currently, uh, this show sits at a 5.74 on my anime list. Can I um, ask you a question, Doc? When you said in, in the summary, uh, I recall that you just said, I'll quote it, uh, the strong commercial incentive, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's true, yes. Is the, is the strong commercial incentive to keep the lights on at Gohan's offices? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> that might be what the Artemis actually... They might want to keep trying, <laughs> to be honest. Because, yeah. uh, like... The- Okay, let me talk about the thing that stuck out to me the most in the animation of this. Um, although I will say this, the fact that X-Arm is worse just blows my brain out, but we'll get to that when we cover <laughs> X-Arm. So, there's a thing called scale when it comes to depicting things like fire, water, and such. Um, and I remember this being discussed, actually, when talking about, of all things, one of my favorite shows of my childhood, Thunderbirds, because these were all tiny models. So if you set something on fire... Uh, the fire would look like a single plume that was huge rather than tons of small raging fires, uh, if you follow my meaning. Imagine, like, you know, if you... Like, I'll show you. This is the beauty of uh, this. Ooh, visual demonstration. Yeah, so single flame there, you know, right? And if I pretended that this was like a massive roaring fire burning up a tower, it'd look weird because it's just a single plume of fire. It's not multiple plumes of it, for example. The same goes for water. Like, you know, as the body of water gets bigger, there are more waves on it, so on and so forth. So, when Depending I said about... on if you need if you need the incantation or not. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, though, right? Um, I... <laughs> God. Um, the thing is, right, when I was talking about Thunderbirds, that was just, like, models in the 60s, whatever. This mm-hmm. is a Gohan show made in CG, so why do the rivers in the flyover of Tokyo look like they're completely out of scale with the rest of the city? The waves look massive. It's it's so strange looking. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe they only had the power of one, maybe two PlayStation 2s to render this on. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, so, I'm sorry. Maybe it two. looks like crap. <laughs> I mean, I was just playing. It does. Fo- I mean, it does. Just, 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 be, just before this, right? It's funny you were talking about like a lawless town. I was just before yeah. this playing or replaying Fallout New Vegas, a game that was released in 2010. That looks better than this. And no, for the, um, those of you know what New the Vegas motion is, motion definitely I, does. I'm not. I'm not running any mods on it. It's as it appears, and it looks better. <laughs> just raw Fallout New Vegas. It's looking better yeah, it's, it's than this shock- Gohan show. It's shocking to me, like, how bad it can look. Like, the, the, all of the, like, furniture and stuff looks really... Oh, st- okay, yeah. This is, like... So you're talking about, like, the 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 big kind of uh, perspective of things, like, the from a zoomed out but sort of point of view. But, like, one of the big things that stuck out to me was, like, how shitty all, like, the backgrounds look. And they look like these weird sterile like ikea catalog pages and the characters are just pasted over the top of them and it looks horrifically bad like i mean the the backgrounds i don't know they're like 
I guess they're sort of evocative of a mood, but it's just so jarring that those characters are against like these backgrounds stuffed with like sort of kind of photorealistic detail. It just looks so shitty. I really well, hate it. To, 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 to expand on that though, Doc, there's something also about the way this show is cut. And this is the same of all Gohan shows. This is why you can tell them a, a, like apart a mile away from other anime. Mm. It's the colors. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's the lighting that they're employing <laughs> or the colors, but there's something distinctly sickly about yeah. the way it looks. Uh-huh. And I agree. I can't even place things like maybe someone more, you know, versed in the terminology of animation and filmmaking could explain this better than I can. But I mean, no, they just dunk it in a, they just dunk it in vinegar. It, it at, just looks, at the end, it, it just looks so weird. It's, I don't understand it. it but yeah, it's, it's a bizarre look. Ugh. Um, I didn't like the character designs either. Like the, the giant wet eyes that just, mm screamed like fly into me tiny gnats <laughs> like, it was so, they're awful looking and like the the other big moment where the animation you know if we're going to talk about the visuals here like the the moment where i had to pause it and just be like what in god's name was uh when the the lone artemis uh i don't even know her name i don't even know if she said her name but she's an artemis right she walks onto the screen when these two other guys are chatting and I think she's the only woman in the show. I was and shocked that woman even turned up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, but when she walks onto the screen, did it hit you? Like, it was like the lower half of her body was animated and her legs were, you know, moving as legs ought to do or whatever across a surface that's not really there again because they're just pasted on these weird backgrounds. I... But then it was like the top of her was like on a conveyor belt. Yeah, pretty no much. No motion whatsoever. It, uh, it well, was the, the, so the other, weird. The other graphical error that I noticed in this, and this is the thing, like, we can talk about whether or not something looks good or not, but there are things in this show, or at least one thing I've seen, that is just flat out wrong, as in, it is a mistake made by the creators. So there is a coffee shop scene involving characters whose names I don't recall because I didn't give a shit about them. I could barely tell them what yeah. the was. They're talking about stuff I don't give a shit about. Um... And one of the characters comes and sits down at the bar at the coffee shop and he starts drinking a coffee. So I'm going to demonstrate again like this. I have this beer stein here. All right. So obviously I'm gripping it like this. You grip your coffee cup the same way. Now, inexplicably, to for me to replicate what just happened in this show, my hand would have had to be clipping through my desk because his fi- this character's fingers literally stops like on a flat plane. Uh, I've posted a screenshot in our Discord. I may retweet it later. But basically, okay. what's happened here is that they have layered the desk somehow, so it's in two separate objects. And then in the, between those two layers, they've sandwiched the 2D character so that it ends up clipping through one while appearing on top of the other. And Amazing. they didn't and they didn't notice it. If you've ever used Photoshop, it works a lot like that, where you've got the layers in mm. the wrong order, basically. Um, that is a flat-out error. That, there is no... There is no, like, you know, oh, this is the blue dress, gold dress shit from way back when, or whatever. Or we can argue all day whether or not the colours are actually decent or a stylistic choice. It's just flat out wrong. It is a mistake. So, but, yeah. here's the thing, though. I'm kind of already running out of steam on this show because I have so little to say about it. Like, I could talk about... Oh, I got stuff. (laughs) I could talk about all the various things that look wrong or off, but it's a Gohan show. Me saying that a Gohan show... Looks like, you know, something that happens when you stick a glue stick up your nose, you know, like, so you start seeing then. Like, that's like saying water's wet, you know? 
All right, well, let's talk about like the fucking uh, the content rather than the. the I have no, I have no reaction to it apart from apart from two moments. Okay. I thought you were going to go on the two moments. Sorry, my, my, bad, my bad. No, I'll, I'll mention them. One of which was okay. there's, there's a funny line where one of the characters, like, and I did realize Gohan's characters could emote in this way, where his superior like says to him, who gave you permission to watch anime or something like that? Or who said you right. could watch it? And my reaction in my head was, it's just because he's watching a better anime and wishes he was starring in that instead. He's hoping he can still get work <laughs> right. afterwards. Naturally. And the only <laughs> other one is that at the very end, uh, you've got like the gunslinger guy dying because he's given his powers to this random Burke. Um, and he's, and he's, they're like sat back to back and he starts leaning on it a little yeah. bit. And I thought, yes. and I thought, okay, that's goofy, but I like the idea of it. This is going to like be something that's going to burn him from now on. Like maybe if I, if I be generous, but that's it. That's like the one thing, that's like the one possibly gold nugget. Maybe it's fool's gold. I don't know. It's a go and show, uh, you know, no getting all this, but the rest of it, I was just like, don't care yeah that that part then was was super dumb um i like well, i liked it, it but I, I mean i wouldn't i don't i don't disagree it struck, me, it struck me as the kind of thing where they were like what like what poses can we actually do like what oh, four what are the four? Okay, these three don't make sense let's do this one where they lean back, well, back against each other but like Okay, why in the fuck do our the main character, the random Burke, as you say, and Ag look exactly the fucking same? They look exactly the goddamn same. You know, why? You, you know what would be why? great. You know what would be great then, Doc. If you, I I don't remember what uh, the random Burke's name is, but if you said his name and the random Burke looked the same, I would have thought they were different people. <laughs> right. If you I mean, tried, if you really tried to trick, me. yeah, if you tried to trick me like that, I would have fallen for it because I don't recall. Honestly, like I just, bleh, I've got no reaction to it. It, it really bothered me, it, like yeah. through the whole episode. Oh, like, why did it, but and and I, you know, I watched this after I watched the other shows we were watching. So when Ag was like, "Oh, it's a fan of mine." pointed a gun at the MC and said, I'll give you an autograph in exchange for the kid. I was like, no, no, not again. Not again. <laughs> We're not doing this again. But luckily, he was just trying to save the kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you the thing that makes the, like, the, made the entire show feel brain dead um, was like, like the main character is the fucking dumbass. Like, Why? Would he take a sniper bullet, a sniper bullet for someone impervious to bullets? I mean, he would have had no way of Why? knowing that it actually this one time was a bullet that could have hurt him. Exactly. I mean, like later he's like, "Oh, it's it's a magic bullet, like it kills." Okay, he didn't know. He okay. didn't know. You know what he knew at the time? He knew a bullets kind of hurt the guy, not enough to where actually he wouldn't be a smiling jackass, but they hurt him. And B, they don't kill him ever. So why in God's name would he take a bullet for this guy? Well, what an right. idiot! <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be fair here, right? I, and I know that sounds strange talking about Gohan show and saying that I'll give it some credence. I I think the intent was that it wasn't that, you know, like the 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 actual like 
mechanics of it, which is these immutable bullets and all that. Like, I think it was just a, literally he liked him enough that he wanted, like, it just felt like an autonomous reaction. Like, he wasn't yet thinking through, like, you only have a split second, that kind of thing. But here's the thing, right? That doesn't make it less dumb, in my opinion. I no. and, and I would only be okay with it if it was something that happened, say, at the end of the show, where they just worked together so long that he stopped thinking of his immune kind of guy. I don't know. Like, I think right. it, could, it could have worked in other circumstances, basically. But as presented, no. But here's here's why it doesn't work, is he shouldn't have even been there in the first place. Because no. it's doubly his fault that the that the hero of the town got killed. You know, one, because uh, he took a bullet for, for him, and then Eiji gave him his powers and died. Two, if his ass would have just taken his brother home and not gotten involved... Age, you will be fine. But, but be Doc, fine. But, but Doc, he's impervious then, to bullets. But, but Doc, something has to happen to make the plot start. Oh my god! It doesn't have like, to make any sense. You know. <laughs> well, there's there's a difference between not making sense and making like anti sense. <laughs> just like sense. <laughs> really just being <laughs> ridiculous and stupid. Uh, anti sense. Um, the, the, I think. I mean, uh, but my biggest problem with this episode is it dragged. It felt like three episodes. Like, I look, I was like, man, is this almost over? And it's like nine minutes have gone by. I'm just like, no. But yeah, Scar on the Praetor. It's, um, you know, harmless enough uh, and dumb. Um, and the least bad thing that we that we watched. If we if we had to race it, I, I'm going to suggest we rate them as we go. Like, okay. I would put, I would give this... Uh, if I had to go, I have to go up to a, no, if I'll use, I'll use a five scale. I'll give it two and a half out of five. It was absolutely middle of the road for me. It looked like crap. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The story did not engage me. It's just the government about, it's Guilty Crown all over again, basically. Except that. Oh, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Now, when I say it like that. It's mm-hmm. Guilty Crown again. Although the protagonist is nowhere near as obnoxious or self-loathsome, like, that's part of the reason why I think I didn't mind so much because he at least like you know seemed like he had some sort of self confidence. He wasn't like I'm a nobody. Nobody likes me. Why want a girl grab my dick? <laughs> like that, like that, right? Yeah. Um, Doing and that whole thing. They, I can tell at least like here's the thing about Gohan's as a studio, right? They are bad at what they do. Make no mistake. But I get mm. the distinct sense that they are trying. They're getting better. Not even gay, but I just, I get the impression that they are at least giving Watch all... out, Bones. <laughs> Watch oh, out, God. Orange. <laughs> oh, Shaking God. in your boots. Kyo <laughs> uh, <but> Annie. <laughs> oh, no. Careful. But I, I, I think that they are at least trying. Like, I mean, you basically have two kinds of effort. You have people who have a lot of capacity and ability, but never reach that level. And you have people who have very limited capacity or ability and hit the ceiling like, I will always have more respect for that group of people than the opposite, as we'll talk about with Exarm. Although, then again, I get the impression that Exarm was made by a bunch of, I don't know, uh, sloths, chihuahuas, and spider monkeys. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the point being, like, I will I will at least give them credit that, like, they have a very limited ceiling for what they're capable of doing, because they are collectively bad at their job. But they're at least trying. They are putting effort in. And I will respect that, even if ultimately the end product is just milk toast. Bleh. It is mothballs. It is lint. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And it's not. And at least compared to handshakers, it's also not like, oh, I'm gonna like step on a woman. You know. Yeah. So, yeah that is an improvement. Um, I will credit them that. They they did leave out a lot of the those aspects, um, which is why I say it seems harmless enough. And I'll give it. I'll give it two and a quarter stars. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. 
Uh, okay. We're we're transitioning. Oh boy. To X arm. Oh. To X X dash arm. <laughs> is it a dash or is it a hyphen? I wish I wish important. I wish the show was hyphenated. Yeah. Right. That made you want to dash away from your television uh, uh, X-Arm uh, was made by something called Visual Flight <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm sorry can I stop you there when you said something like Visual Flight I thought you were talking about like a Google algorithm or something because that's the only way I can see this shit being <laughs> made what if it, it probably is Yeah, uh, it's probably on someone's hard drive um, fuck so, me uh, here we go with the synopsis uh, 2014 Colon. Akira Natsume seems to almost have a phobia of electrical devices, while also, I guess the electrical devices, just like toasters and blenders? Anyway, while also being very good at diagnosing them, he resolves to change himself for the better and get a girlfriend like his older brother did. But then Akira suddenly dies in an accident. And he has reincarnated as a baby. What? What? He gets reincarnated as a baby because he dies in a truck accident. <laughs> no, wrong, wrong Oh one, shit! Right? I'm getting my shows crossed over. Oh no! <laughs> no, in this one, 16 years later, a special policewoman and her android partner retrieve and activate a highly advanced AI and super weapon called X Arm, and put it into full control of their ship as a last resort. Turns out the AI is actually just. Akira's brain. Whoops. This currently has a two That's point. So folks. <laughs> this currently, <laughs> this currently has a two point two four on now, which I feel is too low. I, this is not as bad as all that, in my opinion. It's still very bad, but like it's not three whole, three and a half whole points worse than Scar on the prayer. Do you no, agree or disagree? No, I. All right. Okay. Let's talk about crunch. Let's talk about Crunchyroll for a moment. Let's talk about Crunchyroll. So, I think we can all agree on record that Warrior Desho wants to support financing anime. We want to finance people. Hell, we contribute a slice of our patron revenue every month to the what was the Anime Dormitory Project. Now it's the new Anime Project. I can't remember the exact name. Yeah, well, they those those coexist. So. Um, the same, same yeah. person is uh, in charge of getting funding for the Animator's Dormitory and the new anime uh, sis- making system or system making price. The one where they're trying to um, make their own studio with better pay, better working conditions and all that from the ground up. Yep, pretty much. So in turn, my philosophy is um, I want to legally pay for the anime that I get in uh, whatever circumstances I can. Because going back to when I used to sell published books way back when, this was a mm. lifetime ago, my perspective was, if I'm a published author, I want people to pay me for my works, you know? And so I in turn thought, well, that would, if, if I want that, if I can't, you know, be a hypocrite and not apply that philosophy elsewhere where applicable. Uh, so I subscribed to Crunchyroll, and then Crunchyroll started doing something. Um, they started financing shows and material, which I found questionable in various ways. Because... Like when, like, here's the thing. Like, when you subscribe to say Netflix, right? Does if Netflix has material you're after, stay subscribed, keep watching it. If it doesn't, it's unsubscribe. It's like you and I have said before, mm-hmm. Doc. If you want to protest, like, you know, financing a company that makes material you're no longer interested in, 
on subscribe. Vote with your wallet, so to speak, you know? It's like when right. people were giving shits for, you know, for example, to Franks, they said, well, you know what? Don't give shits to the voice actors or actresses. Just stop watching the show. Simple I just want that. to say that y- Yukinon in chat said, uh, there goes the Crunchyroll sponsorship. <laughs> oh, we, yep. say, we, say goodbye. Oh my god! All all those all those ninety day Crunchyroll miles. <laughs> all all, the, all those all those Crunchyroll subs like those free, know, like yeah. those free like seven day trials that we can't that we oh, never use. Oh no! I've got well, they're like, then, um, the yeah, the AOL a... trial discs of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just just as a point of order, so like Crunchyroll has been uh, and along with Funimation have been like in production committees in Japan for for a while. Uh, I don't know exactly how long. Like I, the first one I remember consciously going, like, "Oh, Crunchyroll helped work on this." Was I think, I think it was Dimension W. Maybe that was Funimation. But anyway, like for for five or six years, I mean, I've known they were doing this. But like, it's very recently that they started like really touting this label. Maybe because they got more kind of clout in certain production committees because they brought more financial clout to the table. Uh, they started doing go okay, here's Crunchyroll Originals, right? Like we're mm-hmm. putting our name on Front Street on this, so you know that we made this show about slavery. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that was that started to happen, and uh, and you unsubbed. Yep. Well, I didn't unsub after Shield Hero came out because they were still putting out all the material that I likes. I thought on balance, uh, I actually wrestled with this for a while. I thought on balance, I'll keep supporting them. Uh, but eventually it got to the point where they kept making more and more stuff that I was like, I, I got the impression they were pivoting towards like their unique offering, their unique selling point being, we commission our own works and you won't get them on Funimation. Right. So I thought, okay, what works are you making? You made Tower of God. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Didn't care about that one bit. Didn't even touch it. And then I thought, okay, look, Funimation is trying to get shows on there that are not available on Crunchyroll. So you go where the content is, where you, what you want. I don't like Funimation as a company, to be quite honest. But between them and, oh, we're going to make stuff that actively, you know, endorses slavery and just general misogyny, misogyny and treating people like shit. And also just generally not producing good content originally, period. Uh, versus Funimation, like, I'll go with them. And lo and behold, was my was my decision making rewarded? Because now they produced Exarm, a Crunchyroll original that is utterly fucking embarrassing i mean you mentioned miles before and i mean no disrespect to the chat but i feel sorry for him can you imagine Mm. him having to promote and defend this absolute waste of time Mm. this like you know like you know like how new you like how newgrounds recently lost all of its flash animations and works because flash as a format died is this where Mm -hmm. exam came from was it someone's unpublished (laughs) 2004 (laughs) flash projects that finally got unleashed on the internet like I have no clue. Yes, but this definitely. is this is a, one of the most limp dicks anime in terms of animation I've ever seen. It is crap. Um, and, so and, Yuki sticking up for the Crunchyroll originals and chat by saying Inspector was fun. And to be fair, I mean, it's not like we've seen every Crunchyroll original. Nah. And Funimation licenses is some dog shit uh, that we're about to talk about uh, later also. So, I mean, yeah, they don't they're all the bad. Hook. Everyone is bad. There are I, no good High Dive 2. High Dive 2, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, oh, God. my God. So, so uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, that's not a bad way of describing it, I believe. A limp dick. So that is... I think that's kind of apt. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go in further. Terms of the animation. I'll go further, right? Uh, and this is the thing that I find so embarrassing about it. Um, people have made comparisons between Exxon and Ruby. And when they say Ruby, they mean season one, season two, and season three of Ruby. Sure, sure. I thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to point out. One, um, Ruby was originally released from my memory in 2013. That is seven years ago. So you have the time gap. That recent? I thought it was even older than that, but I could be mistaken. Still, though, that's seven years of difference here. For com- so when the comparisons are made, you've got to take into account the time gap. Two. Sure. At, at the time, as I understand it, Rooster Teeth was still a relatively small studio. They were yes. relying like on their own personal hires, like Monsoon, rest in peace, to do their work. Um, you know, they were still not really a professional company, as I understood it. They weren't certainly at the scale they are now. So... I am willing to cut Ruby a lot more slack in terms of its animation faults than I am with XR. Partly because of the years that have passed since then, and partly it's also because of It's just an algorithm. Fact- yeah. <laughs> but it's just an algorithm doing the animation. It really it's, might as well it's be. It's just a visual flight. I, the only credit they have on Mal, like, and Mal is really, like, confusing sometimes because if you click on a studio, you see not just the things that the studio was like in charge of. You see like everything they even did in betweening for, and there's no distinction that like it's just everything that they've ever touched. Yeah. It's just a glob of stuff. Visual Flight only has the single, the lone entry uh, X arm. So it's it's. Just, I guess I feel like that's uh, just stay that way after that. That's not <laughs> oh, going to change after that point. That's it. Soul entry disappear forever. But on top of that, <clears> like. I'm going to put it out there, like, I thought X-Arm's action was like it would be done on tranquilizers. From the moment I watched the OP, I thought, this show is literally drugged. It is half awake. It can't, it's slurring its words, like I do sometimes, to be fair. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's such a good description of it. Yeah, it feels, the the OP, like, is completely and utterly, like, it's just oh it's so terrible yeah oh my god the the music is like there's there's no energy to it whatsoever the music like it's really bad and the action like when characters kick each other in the show there is no sense of impact whatsoever like it's it's awful it's like watching it's like watching taekwondo students practice except they're like fresh day one you know they've got no clue what they're fucking doing and it's really like watching like well, the thing I thought of was that because I think this show is anime, I guess I may have to kind of admit that Thunderbolt Fantasy is anime because this felt like limp marionettes like going around the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, it was very puppety. I, I'm very uh, glad that you finally admitted that after all this time. You, <laughs> you, you, could, you at last finally can go to heaven when you die. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. But the other thing you. I want to mention as well is, is the Ruby comparisons. Like, whatever you want to say about Ruby episode one, uh, apart from the fact that it's also in, as H. Wama Guy's video pointed out, kind of a shameless ripoff of, you know, the opening of the Cowboy Bebop movie. Uh, whoops. In mm-hmm. terms of, like, you know, robbing a store and all that. Uh, the action right. in that was good because Montium was a legendarily fucking great animator. Like, the, a- yeah. the action pops in that episode. It's, it's fucking good choreography, great. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is no good action next time. Period. None of it is good. None of it has any kinetic energy. None of it has any flow. None of it has any verb. Oh, verb, sorry. There's nothing to it. It is lame. There's no registered impacts. Like, yeah. I've seen, I have seen better things made in Source Filmmaker by people who, you know, were on LSD at the time. Well, that's an advantage. Um, So I, I didn't hate it. I, I guess I didn't hate it as much as you did. Um, I mean, I, 
it, it has a, a sort of the same kind of thing going on as Scar in terms of like the backgrounds relationship to the characters, except the backgrounds are just, or even worse because they're just incredibly bland. It's just mm-hmm. like, re- I mean, the, the PS2 joke it is evergreen, but seriously, just no, this is basic ass polygonal backgrounds with nothing yeah. going on. Very low texture, flat looking, and the characters interacting with them, it just seems like they're all kind of floating in space. They, they can't like, they can't emote either for shit. They don't no, smile, they no. don't blink. Um, like, but, I mean, but hey, somebody, let, me, let me demonstrate Akira, the lead character, talking before okay. he dies. Like, so like, Oh, the fucking mouth. The mouths look so stupid. I mean, we, talk, we talked about marionettes oh. before, and honestly, the Thunderbolt fantasy and indeed Thunderbirds marionettes emote mm-hmm. better than this. And they are made of wood! They are literally wooden performers. When people talk about acting being wooding, that is literal. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh. And like, so, so, uh, e- even though, like, having said all that, like, I, I didn't hate the action as much as you did. I mean, it was mostly bad. But there were one or two moments where I was like, oh, that was cool. Like, when Alma was, like, breakdance fighting and shooting while spinning on her head and stuff, I was like, Okay, I mean that's kind of neat. Like it was executed very poorly, very poorly. But I was like, that's a neat idea, and could be cool. I get sort of maybe hints at cool, but it could be cool if it was fully realized. So that that's why I hated this sort of less than than the the last show than the Go Hands one because like yeah i mean even like overall as a package it's probably worse but like i think it maybe peaked higher like that in terms of like oh well that's not the worst thing of it that looks okay um but uh but there was a lot of stupid shit about this show like uh the villain who uh looks like a cross between you know early steven seagal and bato from ghost in the shell it would be appropriate um, if he was steven seagal given he was on the ship though that's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. He was like super dumb uh, and generic. Um, the fact Akira that Akira like, is generic. He, like, I'm so, like, yeah, na- na- yeah. Name something unique or distinct. Or I know. Well, that sticks Alma's pretty no. generic. Uh, Alma, aka uh, uh, discount her face Makoto from Kusanagi. Persona Three. <laughs> discount Makoto's Kusanagi. <laughs> Yeah, got got her a dollar yeah. sword. Or, uh, what's her name? What is her? Why can I not think of uh, the 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 android from Abby Persona Igus. Three? Thank you. I was thinking Arliss for some No, it's it's Igus. Yes, I mean very just like. Well, she wasn't quite as like I am a robot. What is the human emotion? She was at least like, hey, like I'm on the level, and we're standing around naked, bathed in light, but uh. <laughs> hurry up and get inside me that was oh. my, my favorite part where i died where she she was like uh you know so at that point akira had gone full ig88 and had taken over his brain had taken over the whole ship right and uh bad things were going to happen so almost like take me over too and she's quote take control of my body quote hurry up and get inside me and i just you know i died because they knew what they were doing and, yeah, uh, it made me laugh. What can I say? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, can I can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. And again, I kind of like felt like I was zoning out while watching this episode. Sure. But why is Acura able to f- 
beat the guy in Alma's body when Alma herself was not able to beat him. I don't recall there being a good reason why he was able to outfight because the guy. Because he's the X-Arm! <laughs> the fucking super weapon. And, um, and for that matter, when when <clears throat> Not Basso like, gets... Because what happens is, Not Basso's own X-Arm allows him to have the abilities of Shadow, Cap, and the X-Men. He can phase through matter. Uh, only from the front. <laughs> only from the front. Like, yeah. He's like he gets, a, like he gets a his agent arm. from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, he, put, he, he accidentally phases his hand through the side of the hole, so it's outside of where mm-hmm. the water is. What is the big deal about him just simply not taking his arm out? I miss, I, may, I genuinely may have missed this, but, he, but can't, he can't step backwards to do it. He doesn't need to step backwards. I know, but if he goes forwards, he'll go in the ocean. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's, it's a boat. It can't be that deep. Well, because the... <laughs> It was like, wasn't a cruiser, like a cruise ship? Because if he goes through the wall, like that was the outer wall, so he'd fall to those. Maybe he can't swim. And that was an important detail that they left out. Uh, but but yeah. Okay, and, yeah, that's uh, why he, that's why I can remember he spots this fundamental weakness, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. But he just was stay, also just, like, just, look, just stay behind I'm him not... and slap him in the face. It's fine, you know? <laughs> but not just that, but like, it's irritating because like, he was hanging in with him, you know what I mean? Like, Alma just got her ass beat. But, yeah. like, when Akira was in there, he was, like, going 50-50 with the guy, um, which is, you know, annoying. But, like, I guess if the power the power of X-Arm. Uh, uh, one only knows, like, or, or one only can assume whose brain that Steven Seagal Bato was using to teleport. Um because I can only you, you, assume that they're all brains. The, they're the all problem human is, brains. The, the problem is, Doc, you we assume there are any brains in this show to begin with. That's right. That's right. There are no uh, Okay, so I, so I have other things I want to point out about the animation. And this was something okay. that even Ruby didn't do. And it's something I've talked about before. You do not, under any circumstances, this is my drill version of Anime Suite, which is, you know, do not got to give it to them under any circumstances kind of thing. <laughs> you do not, right. under any circumstances, unless you have a deliberate artistic reason to do so, have... A character who is 2D and a character who is CG oh in the same God. frame. That happens multiple Holy times fuck. in the show. And it, it looks terrible. It looks like it, ass. It looks garbage. Like, you're like, that guy looks normal. He's a regular anime character. Oh, no, wait. He's just not moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's here's, moving his mouth, but he's not moving his body. Here's our main character and some cardboard cutouts from shooting ranges <laughs> at fairs. I mean, yeah. okay, look, right, yeah. in, in Ruby... The right, 2D characters were... look okay. The 3D characters look terrible. Yeah, but they're in the same frame, and it's just jarring as shit. So, okay, I'm going to make... Bad. I'm, I'm going to a couple of caveats to this, which is one. Uh, in Ruby, uh, in the very first season, no less, uh, there's a, actually a 2D character who's a news report, but do you know what they did? They had them on a TV, so you could get away with that. And secondly, mm. they only ever really focused on them when it was just, like, them on the TV. You didn't have, like someone looking at it from like just off frame um and i understand that because animation is difficult like if you have to cut corners and just simply have a 2d talking head with like a single animation cycle for the mouth to get your exposition across the stuff that you don't really care about because your show is an action show fine i'm totally cool with that that's that's good that's efficient and economical animation cool i'm all right with that two i said before about the idea of artistic intent and i remember mentioning this to you when we discussed cardo um, where mm. I said, okay, all these characters are 3D, it looks really stiff, why did you do something where the characters were 2D, and then after they went into Cardo, they came back out and they looked 3D like, you can, I'm not saying that you should never do it, but if you are wanting to have that uncanny valley effect where some characters are CG and some are 2D, 
Use it for a legitimate storytelling purpose. Use their otherness, their un- their weirdness, the uncanny valley thing, to your mm-hmm. advantage as a storyteller. Do you want to know why is 3D while the rest of his fellow classmates aren't? Because... Because this is a company who hired, like, you know, an IT support group to do the storyboards for the second episode. That's actually something that happened. That's, like, really? I've, jo- I've, joked before- I've joked before about, like, using the janitor to do animation, and they literally just went nearly one notch above. I, I cannot believe this. That is a, sh- a shame. I, I mean, <laughs> that is a-, a, couple, a, cu- a couple of years back, right? There was this chap who went to the BBC to be interviewed for a job, and he accidentally got pulled into an interview about like a lawsuit against Apple. And all he was doing was going there to like do like some sort of cleaning job or something. And he got sat down and asked questions about it. Now, I'm not mocking this chap because he actually it wasn't his fault or anything. But imagine if you legitimately, hundred percent, wanted to bring someone who was there to do cleaning work to do an interview about like a lawsuit, you know, who has no mm-hmm. idea what's going on, he's not even an expert in the field. That's what the people behind Exarm decide to do. What the fuck? Like, for all that, for all that I take the piss out of how Gohan's looks, like, they at least have people who are doing their intended roles, even if they're not very good at them, as opposed to getting an IT software company in to do their storyboards. Are the storyboarders working on the fucking firewalls then? Are they are they there like signing out Office 365? Yes. What definitely. the fuck? Let's get into the Windows registry, baby. <laughs> Start typing zeros and ones. We'll do this. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. It's it's so bad. That's really stupid. I mean, and obviously, like, we're not gonna talk much about the you know, we haven't seen episode two for this, right? So but the there's one I feel of the like we have we to mention to... the infamous moment, right, of uh, the non-kiss, the kiss that, like, have you seen? You've seen this, right? I have, yes. <laughs> the, they, the models were not able to, like, interact with each other in a way mm. that looked good uh, as, as a kiss. So, like, they, the two characters were, like, kissing, but there was, you know, the bright light, the same bright light that covered up uh, so the, the nudity in, I, I, in this I will... episode. I... I, I will I will add something to this, right? Uh, Caliper Projects rightly pointed out that it's not censored. Like, people are getting on Crunchyroll for censoring this. Oh, and yeah, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> no. No. Le- no. Never never mistake. That would be like, stupid. The, my general rule for life is never mistake malicious intent for incompetence. It's a lot easier to sure. be incompetent and cause harm than it is to be ta- you know, tactical and cause harm, to plan ahead and cause it. That doesn't mean they don't exist, but hey, you get my point. Yeah, but the question I would ask you then is this, Doc? Right? If you cannot, if your animators are not capable of doing a proper kiss scene, why not have it just be edited in such a way as to imply it? You don't even need to show sure. them like kissing with the white light. You could have Acura like reacting in shock. Although actually, no, that assumes they can emote him. So no, scratch that. We're out. <laughs> We're out of options. Here's what they could do, right? Like they do this all the time with certain moments where like they sort of kind of show some like background scenery often it's like you know the little bamboo stick filling up with water and clunking down or like a dripping faucet or some desks they can just show something and have a in the background and then and then cut back to it that's it like yeah that's fade, all fade to black like use creative editing you know you can like some of the best works in history have been made like in film at least have been made through like a lack of technology you know yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. let's put it this way. Do you want? Do you want to know what's going to be better? I'm going to show you, like, right here and now, me, some bumfuck guy in Manchester, England, how I can do a better kiss scene than these guys. Just watch. 
boy, this is very exciting. Shadon is getting up, and he's uh, going to his back shelf, pulling off, <laughs> pulling off his two statues <laughs> of anime characters and had them kiss. And now he's returning to the chair. There you go. He's back. That that do you want that? That was a better kiss scene than that in next episode too. I agree. I mean, I'm I, sure. I, I'm full support. It, and also, uh, you know, Shoji Karamori, if that gave you ideas, I do take royalties. Um, a couple of more things to point out, because, uh, man, the show was really stupid. Um, did you catch, like, the <laughs> in the moments where the gunfire wasn't synced up correctly to the sound of gunfire? <laughs> I, I didn't. It's <laughs> but... just my favorite. <laughs> so I, 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 I did. Uh, or rather, I didn't. Sorry, I mean to say. But... I've, I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna disbelieve you, Christ. Um, there were some great lines uh, in this episode where the policewoman, the human one, uh, says of of Akira, who has become X Arm, he looks whack, but he's a human being, so we'll protect him. That's silly. I don't know if that's a the original language used the word or the equivalent of of whack. But that made me roll my eyes. Um, and at one point, uh, Seagal Bato is uh, negotiating with Steve the police. Steve Stibato. That's right. Uh-huh. He's negotiating with the police women. And he's like, hey, that case you got there, give it to me. It's nothing special. He's just a brain. When it obviously says X-Arm on the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> that they had seen the front of. Oh god! Um, I didn't. I didn't even catch. That. I think at that point my brain had switched off. I thought it was leaking out of my ears. I don't know. Yeah. So and and finally, I think the show, as bad as it was animated, it was just as bad uh, and hilarious when it wasn't animated. Um, there were long still shots in a couple of points. Uh, my favorite one was when the human lady. Is saying something to Alma, right? And she's just sort of standing and talking to Alma. And on this side, you see Ag's or not Ag, Akira's like soul hologram slowly separate from Alma's body, oh, and everyone's gosh. just standing there staring at each other awkwardly for like far too long. And those mm. that stuff really made me. Laugh I, I a have lot. one thing to add as well. Uh, so. Akira is apparently the, uh, you know, the guy behind the apocalypse that's like left the world in the, you know, 2030s ruin it's in. And right. the scenes we get of him in this, and this is how lazy this is. They basically modeled the scene using his original model and they did a color inverse on it. Yes. That's <laughs> it. And they yeah. just don't even, they don't Didn't even they give him some like they, dragon they, they, wings they, or something. I don't recall, but they just basically pan around him. Uh, which is also the intro yeah. where they just pan around, like they just spin the models in place. This is the <laughs> laziest fucking show. Again, for all that I thought that Scar was not great and the animation was a bit crappy, they tried. Like, there's the scene of him running down the street and, like, you know, doing all the crazy camera angles and stuff. Like, it's not good, but they are trying. This is uh, Friday afternoon, five o'clock. I'm about to clock out and go, you know, like, do a line of cocaine a mile long. I'm, <laughs> you know. Sure. I, I, right. I, okay. You just to be on a segue with a giant straw. 
<laughs> like, you know, that that is the kind of effort we're looking at here. And mm. that's why I think this is really, really embarrassing for Crunchyroll. Like, they're trying to stake this unique selling point on we're coming up with anime originals, we're financing them, and this is what you have to show for it. Well, do you think, though, that they might have seen this and thought, okay, this... People will watch this because it is looks so terrible. Like, the, the whole so bad it's good you know, ironic watch. Cause like, I feel like that's why I genuinely like it better than scar on the Praetor because I think there is fun to be had for me while watching X arm. Like I actually laughed a few times. I, I would agree with you. We're not for the fact that for no adequately explained reason, actually, no, I'll explain it. It's because they're pandering okay. to, you know, shitheads on the internet. They haven't yet released high spice and guardian. Oh, yeah, I mean, where, like, what is the deal with that, right? It's ready. I mean, it is ready to go, and they're not doing it. And I'm willing to bet you that's because many people started giving them shit over it, being like, you know, pandering to this JW, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, but you have what looks like an infinitely better show made by people with genuine it talent. It so and, fun and pretty yeah, and colorful. Yeah, with, ge- with genuine enthusiasm for their work, yeah, and you won't release that's that. That's a good point. But you, as a company, will put this out. If you're, that's the thing. They must have had unilateral authority to put this out. If they could stop High Guardian and Spice from coming out for whatever reason that they might want to say publicly or privately, but then choose not to do so with this. Yeah, I, I mean, and who I knows? Maybe, maybe they this there was a problem with it, or it, they didn't like it, the final product. But it just looks, yeah, shitty oh, when um, they don't Fe- tell us what happened. <laughs> Felix, yeah. by the way, has made a good point that I want to bring up here just to clarify. This is based on a manga, and I've seen some panels of the manga. Now, I'm going to be clear, I don't find the premise interesting beyond the fact that the protagonist is now literally a brain in a suitcase. That's different. It's not like Guilty Crown, where again, he is just a regular kid and he's got like a power of some sort. Like, he actually is a disembodied spirit. That's that's different. That's cool. I like that. They could do interesting things with it, even though like what they did in the first episode I thought was a bit blah. But okay, that's something. But on the whole, this to me feels again like Discount Ghost in the Shell. However, sure. However, that doesn't automatically make it bad. Inspiration, like you know, no, you know, and borrowing from works is not a problem in of itself. And from what I've seen of the manga panels, like if, for example, where he's tossing the rice in the pan, or the kiss Dude. scene, even <laughs> the animation yeah. when he's cooking. It's yeah. just absurd. But the, the manga, pan- the manga panels <laughs> have some actually good expressions like from characters. Like in the kiss scene, for example, again in episode two, the other lady, the non- not Alma, like she's like, <gasps> she's shocked. But in the kiss mm-hmm. scene, from even you see the eyes, it's just dead lifeless. So as much as mm. I don't care for the core idea behind this, which I think means I probably wouldn't care about the manga, the manga is still better just by virtue of that alone. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Any final thoughts on uh, X-Arm? Uh, Crunchyroll should stop giving money away to people who don't deserve it. <laughs> just lighting it on fire. But no, I mean... Yeah, actually, it really should. <laughs> can, we just have, can we just have Miles just, like, putting all the money that would be going out for that particular, like, year to, like, Crunchyroll Originals and the big, like, Joker, like, Dark Knight pile and just have him slide down it and set it on fire? <laughs> so, actually, it's... I feel like it's not the worst, like, this is not the worst. Like, if they instead gave it to, like, a middling show, or, or you know, that had was sort of competent, but sort of bland, like, 
I feel like this is probably going to do better for them than something like that. So maybe it's not the worst business strategy ever, as cynical as that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mushoku oh Tensei, may I, may Jobless I, Reincarnation. May I plead for a quick break before we get into the oh, final two? Because, oh boy, we are, like, just to give you a preview, right? Um, I obviously had a lot of nasty things to say about Exxon. I didn't care for Scar of the Prey, sorry, even though it was just kind of in the middle. Um, be ready. The, the kid gloves are coming off. You know, I'm lighting up the flamethrower. There's going to be bile and vitriol, <laughs> piss and vinegar coming everywhere. Because these, these two, two shows, shows oh, look, they look, they both between them look far best than the two shows we've just discussed. But, you know, like any onion, you peel the layers away and these things are rotten underneath. So be ready for that. I need to get more beer. I need a bathroom break. And after that point, shade on Unchained, let's fucking go. I'm bringing it back again. Hell yeah. We'll be back in a bit, everybody. Hello, folks. We are back again to, as Shadon refills his uh, big chug of stein, uh, we're back to, to go over these final two of our cadre of bullshit. Um, it's definitely the worst half of the sandwich here. Um, oh, so here we go. Uh, Mushoku, Tensei, Jobless, Reincarnation. Oh. Studio Bird. Nope. Studio Bind. I've got a, I was going to say, if they were named Studio Bird, I can think of what to flip them. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, Studio Bind production. <laughs> Here is our synopsis. <clears throat> Killed while saving a stranger from a traffic collision. A 34-year-old neat uh, that is, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, it's not employed in education or training. So a jobless, shut-in type guy uh, is reincarnated into a world of magic as Rudeus Greyrat. I didn't, I didn't know their surname was Greyrat. Uh, it, new... it wasn't mentioned in the episode, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Rudeus Greyrat, a newborn baby uh, who loves boobs among other things. With knowledge, experience, and regrets. Boy, we know a little something about regrets. I'm going to stop I was gonna doing this. I say, that's the, that's the audience. <laughs> I'm going to stop <laughs> doing these asides. Okay. With knowledge, experience, and regrets from his previous life retained, Rudeus vows to lead a fulfilling life and not repeat his past mistakes. Now. A great start, with- then. A great fucking start in the first episode. You're doing a bang-up job, Rudy. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. fuck my life. Now gifted with a tremendous amount of magical power, because of course, as well as the mind of a grown adult. This double underlined <laughs> no, this part. The mind of a grown adult. Rudeus is seen as a genius in <laughs> Jesus. A genius in the making by his new parents. Soon he finds himself studying under powerful warriors, such as his swordsman father and a mage named Roxy Megurdia. All in order to hone his apparent well, talents. Roxy McGurdia sounds like a character on an Elvira show. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but, but despite his innocent exterior, Rudeus is still a perverted otaku who uses his wealth of knowledge to make moves on women whom he could never make in his previous life. 
Shadon, what did you think of Jobless Reincarnation? Oh, wait, I should, I should tell you. Uh, 24,608 mal-users have given this show an average of 8.34 out of 10. Discuss. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, look. Let me get some stuff out, of here, out here right away. Uh, and the first of which, I'm actually going to be complimentary. Because, make no mistake... The thing that kills this show, the thing that takes out behind the shed and puts a double-barreled shotgun in its mouth and pulls the trigger, for me, is the protagonist. It is as simple as that. Yeah. If you ex- if you actually... I'm going to put this out here, T-Dog. If you t- muted the dialogue and turned off the subtitles, I actually think this episode would have actually been quite palpable. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting... Oh, that's... Sorry, go on. I I forgot we forgot to rate X arm Shadon. We're doing this all out of order. We're just so ready well, to well, get to this. Well, well you know what? Well, well, you know what? Crunchyroll didn't rate X arm either because they clearly didn't watch it before putting it out to the world. So why should I? Why should I do what they didn't? Okay, no. In that case, I will rate X arm then. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, two out of five because I'll give it, two. it was oh, it was sorry. broadly inoff- it was broadly inoffensive, but it was just such a complete waste of time. It's a complete waste of people's... Like, is, I feel bad for the manga car in particular, because mm-hmm. however like middle-of-the-road their material is, it did not deserve to be pissed on like this, to be quite honest, by the That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half stars, uh, because I had a little bit of fun with it, and I feel like you could do much, much worse. Uh, speaking of which... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... For me, that's the thing that kills this show dead for me. And Lord knows there have been people trying to defend this somehow i don't know how actually no i know exactly how oh i know because, how. <laughs> yeah you i know exactly i know exactly how i know exactly why but i'll discuss that later because that comes to a deeper problem but there are things i actually like about this i mean when i said before mm. the caniper effects rightly pointed out there were things to like about the show even if there were reprehensible stuff in it i agree the animation is great like uh when rudeus is using water magic for example that looks phenomenal. It's really good. When the tree is regrown, when it breaks in the garden, that looks great. Like, it's a very good-looking show. They Clearly, the anime is a poor law of F into it. It's the best-looking of the four we have here today. By far. And, again, yeah. to reference, to finally bring up, and first to make reference to it, to reference Shield Hero, for all I didn't like that show... There is a reason there's a lot of entries on Sakuga blog for it because the animation in that show, for, for a lot of times, is legitimately good. There's and a I lot will... of Sakuga, <laughs> Sakuga yeah. entries in the Buru, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I will admit that. Like, I'm not so like I'm not so like you know crappy a reviewer, even though I'm not great. That I will think that it's all bad, even when there's legitimately good stuff to play out. So the animation is good. But call me crazy, Doc. I actually think there's a legitimately good idea buried in here, and you'll have to hear me out on this. So, the premise that you've discussed there suggests the idea that this is him doing it over again and trying to live a better life. Um, and there are two things I want to point out about this I find really interesting. One of which is, we don't know who Rudeus was in his original life. We don't know their name. We don't even really know what they look like. Uh, although certain details were omitted from the anime that were in the original light novel, such as him trying to perv on uh, an underage girl with a camera. A wise move for them to drop that, but why didn't they drop the later... 
<laughs> yeah, a wise move from him to drop that. Why did he not then drop the later in a monologue he has that basically proves he's a pedophile uh, is beyond me. But we'll get to that later because I'm trying to be positive. She was only in middle school. I'll get to it later. <laughs> I promise. I'll get to it later. Okay. I will. I will. Fucking not yeah. swear. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, so... Firstly, there's that everyman quality switch, which is both a good thing and also a very, very bad thing, for reasons I'll explain. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like when we discussed about uh, Akadama Drive, like, you know, Swindler was an everyman, and it's the same concept here. It's not yeah. a specific person. I've complained, like, about S.H.I.E.L.D. here, for example, about how when you do Isekai, you have the character coming from another world, and that other world's, like, backstory is pointless. It's an irrelevance. It, it's completely vestigial. You can cut it out. Well, the reason it exists is because it onboards uh, the audience or the target audience because it's yep. just lazy storytelling, basically. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a lonely otaku. This guy's a lonely otaku. We get on, even though there's obviously, I would hope, He's not much... me. This is me. This is yeah. what I would do. Yeah. So that's the first thing that I found neat in that actually there's a very, like, thinly defined origin story for this character. But it ties into my second point, and I want to ask you a question, Doc. I've been thinking about it since I watched ask it. Away. Have you ever heard of or played the Ultima series of role-playing games? On the oh, PC? definitely, he- definitely heard of them. Um, they're quite foundational, but I have never had the chance to play one. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Ultima's one, two, and three had an end-game enemy that you had to fight. Uh, really daft stories, by the way. Like they mixed in things like <laughs> tie fires and shit like that for, for some reason. But it Incredible. was just basically. But basically, all three of the original Ultima games were just someone's D and D sessions translated to a, a video game. Ultima Four, though, um, there was no end game villain. It was a journey entirely of self improvement. You had to learn nine mantras of like you know self improvement, uh, things like charity and whatnot. And once you learned all those mantras and you mastered them over the course of the game. The game was over. You became an enlightened uh, individual who would lead the world into a new golden age. And here's the thing about uh, this. Sh- here's the thing about the show. Right, we opened on this first episode, and there is no overarching threat. And for me, like when I complained about Shield here, I said there is no overarching threat, but it does a piss poor job of making it threatening. What we have here is there's no threat, and I don't mind that actually. Because mm-hmm. this actually buys into what I think the author in some way was trying to do but didn't have a proper handle on of this really will be a journey of self-improvement for the hero. There's no grand plan. There's no grand villain to overthrow. It's going to be a series of situations that they get into where they will learn to be a better person over time in this new world. Um, it is a journey entirely about self-improvement. I think that's a really, really neat idea. Um, you could have that go for up to 500 episodes for all I care, you know. Uh, mm. That would be. I mm-hmm. think that's a really cool idea where we don't have, oh, the demons are coming and we've got to kill the demon lord or some shit like that. Um, mm. That doesn't mean that won't happen later because this is, of course, episode one. But I <laughs> thought I'd bring it up because like, if there was anything that would keep me watching, it's the fact that we don't have that. So those are some of the positives. Um, and that's about yeah. it, really. I mean, it was like, I mean, I largely, I largely agree. Like, it might surprise you to know that I, I actually did not hate this, uh, as a whole package, right? Like, considering the things that you're talking about, considering, um, what uh, what Canapa discusses, you know, what what Callum talks about on there, um, 
read the animation and everything. It's just plain to see. Like it's there are some some good qualities of this as a production for sure. And uh, Felix in chat, you know, says like that there's a great disparity between this and Shield Hero. You know, he feels and he's a, a Sakuga uh, dude. Uh, so like he, and he feels that like, um, that, uh, uh, Jabba's reincarnation is, uh, better directed and animated than shield hero. And that may very well be true. I mean, cause it looks, it looks really I, nice. I, I, I wasn't like my, my sorry, references, my comparisons there were more in terms of world building in terms of scripts. Um, and I, I also with the sex stuff like that. There were, there were good Sakuga bits like in the action though. There were. Yeah. I mean, um, I like the Iron Maiden attack. I'll admit that. But sure. maybe that's most. Yes, most of it makes me think of uh, Runs the Hills. I don't know, but anyway. So like, I, while the animation, like I, I, I heard everyone talk up the animation. I think because everyone in their attempt to be like fair minded, right, a, a good faith attempt to be fair minded, wants to highlight the positives of the show, uh, and so everyone talked about how great it looks. So going in, I expected fucking Akira, basically. And it was like, so the animation didn't sort of bowl me over like it did everybody else. But I thought it was nice. I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. It was very pleasant and smooth and, and well-directed. Um, you know, I like the cast apart from the main character. And like you yes. said, the main character is the torpedo that sinks the ship. And why we, you, I think... We have to put this in the second half, the worst half of the things we reviewed, because like he's just so deplorable. And it's weird because like you and I know things like you referenced in the light novel that are not in this episode. But now that we know them, it's hard to unknow them. But the thing is, they and still kept certain, if they wanted to keep those things out that were reprehensible about them, they didn't go far enough. Exactly. Exactly. The uh the uh talk about you know not only does she not have a beard it looks like her bush isn't even grown in oh and she's a lowly and antisocial and the greatest qualities of perfection and it's just oh oh my god just so gross he's drooling i, I have I, I have i have a lot to say young teen magic teacher um but like but yeah um I, the the rest of the cast i thought was super charming and and really in the world was nice and like you said as an idea it's an interesting idea um you know reincarnate and improve yourself and i'm sure he'll have to slay some dragons and ogres and stuff like that um but uh but yeah i mean i thought that there were there were positives to take away there were like you know some fun moments uh but but there was also bullshit in here that uh really really took this down uh quite a number of notches yep and it is indeed all entirely to do with him um okay first thing i'm going to say about this is this right which is i think like i said this about shield hero and i'll say it here i think the writer or the author is overlaying um what they believe the target audience to be with the main character in a number of ways. And I can't help but think that that is kind of low-key insulting. Mm. Um, and I, and you think I'm maybe going a bit too far here, but I want to actually specifically reference the scene we discussed where he looks at Roxy and starts thinking, oh, she's a lolly, you know, so in other words, scornful gaze, mid, mid, middle school, you know, you know unsociable, bush, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which, three traits that equal perfection. Which categorically makes him a pedophile. Um, 
as far as I'm concerned. If that's his, yeah, or, if that's his preference, whatever the technical term is for it, right? It's no, pe- no. Well, let's not. Let's not call it technical. It's pedophile. <laughs> well, it says it's like there are like what's there's like a a taxonomy of you know people attracted to you know children, boys or girls of this age group, that age group, that age group, and they call them different names. But yes, well, I think we can use pedophile as shorthand for the lot of it. I, at least I'm comfortable doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's the thing, right? First off, uh, obviously the fact that he even thinks this is reprehensible in itself. Now, people have tried yeah. on on animated news networks to defend this. <laughs> and, I, and honestly, That's people who defend people. it People who try to defend this in any way other than from a narrative point, uh, it says a lot more about you, to be quite honest, than it does about the show. I will throw that out there. You've got to come at this to try and defend its purpose in the text, not because you yourself might potentially agree, because guess what? It doesn't put you in a good light. I'll go on record saying that. Why the, you know, call it what it is, you know, be damned for who you are. But, uh, ironically, this leads to my next point. So, all of these terms that Rudeus, mystery person from present, describes Roxy mm-hmm. as, you've got to remember that she was designed as a character by the Rice themselves. So he has deliberately designed her as a character to be viewed in such a way by that person who is an otaku, and in turn by proxy, is making Roxy, sorry, <laughs> you know, into a uh, into that same kind of thing to be viewed as by the target audience. Yeah. So all the An for object. all that you know, <laughs> yeah, for 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 all that you know, he might say like he's act, like the the author's actually gone on record trying to defend this stuff, and mm-hmm. the the defenses are laughable. We'll talk about those in a bit. But I'm sorry, you've deliberately designed the characters to be viewed in this way, and you've made it textual that she is viewed as such by an otaku, and then you're trying to peddle this to otaku and trying to pretend that oh no, he's. I'm sorry, no, you've deliberately crafted this character in such a way to be viewed like that. You don't get off the hook from this. Like it's really, really damning when you drill down into it. How the, this makes like the target audience look. Hmm. I mean, I've made the joke before about anime being made for sex offenders, and I didn't realize that this is literally what they're trying to go for here. Oh my god! Well, I want to steer it away from like criticism of the the fan base or whatever of the show, because like I, I look, I I, I am gonna because their drawings stress- and sexuality is complicated. And I don't want to like be like if you for this show. I am not of the opinion yet, anyway, that if you like it, you're bad. No, like, no, I usually don't sort of saying. take that, that that tack. But like, but the text itself, I think there's plenty of grenades you can lob. No, 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 no. Let me let me clarify. Like when okay. I say that, okay. I mean firstly, I'm talking specifically about people who try and defend it in such terms on ANN. That very small minority of people. I certainly would be lumping, say, Canopy effects in there or anything like that. Who does like this show? Right, because they of course acknowledge, like you know, that has its faults. Um, what I am trying to get across here is, I think the writer of this show, the person who wrote the original light novel, uh, mm-hmm. has intentionally or unintentionally cast the target audience in a very, very negative light, in the That's same fair. way that Shield Hero does. That's fair, and Redo for that matter, as it turns yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Different yeah. kind of yeah, but yes. Yeah. You're when, right. when 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 you start talking about like otaku. And then you have them become like, you know, reborn as well, but bring their explicit experience through to the point where he actually says, how would I talk to her if she was a video game character? Then you are, whether you intend to or not, inviting commentary onto Otaku as a target audience. And if your Otaku in your show, be it only one of them, is 
you know, talking about how she's in middle school and that turns him on or whatever, then I'm sorry to say, but you are painting with a broad brush there. I'm not the one insulting the target audience here. The show is. That's the point I'm trying to get across. The only people I choose to insult are those who actually unironically defend this because they themselves are, whether they realize actively or not, probably of the same opinion as the protagonist. And I have no time for those people. Especially when they're talking to A&N Lindsay, who's spoken about her own history on, you know, and trying to defend that stuff. She said herself, like, on Twitter, this is why I find it difficult to have because people treat, like, you know, sexual assault as something that's so laissez-faire. It's true. I it's mean, not right for me to. It's not right for me to bring up her stuff that she's talked about publicly. To be quite honest, that should be something she should talk about. But I feel it mentioning because it feels like these people treat like, you know, this this stuff as if it just doesn't exist in the real world. Yeah. So like, man, there's a lot to unpack with this, right? I mean, I think, I think if we take the stance right that like, we think. The show's definitely not for us and has some stuff in it that's not for us and like you know that we think is is bad and we're gonna we're gonna criticize it because that's what we have podcasts do and we're gonna give arguments and everything like that like i think yeah people should not be mad at us or people like Lindsay or anyone else that sees the show and criticizes it or sees the show and says like you know hey, like, this show was written by a man that doesn't really have experience with this sort of thing, and it's just flippant, and, like, I I find it, uh, you know, I, you know, fictional woman speaking, find it offensive, and here's the reasons why. Like, I mean, I think that stuff should be taken seriously, and, like, Uh and I feel like it's really telling that, like, a a sort of an argument marshaled, you know, for the defense of, of this show is, like, well... He only like pervs on a, a child like once. The rest of it is on adults when like, you know, like you were saying, like that sort of like uh, sort of uh, sex pesty behavior and sexual that, you know, and, and sexual assault along with it. Like, I mean, it's it's not a <laughs> it's it's still gross and bad. Like when oh, whenever I, I, he I mean, like is leering at the maid and she's well, like, that's the only reason the maid character uh, exists. That's the only reason like, she exists. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason the main crisis. And when you say like, oh, it only happened the once. Oh, well, okay then. How about I murder someone? I only did the once. Let me go. Well. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, honestly. Uh, but it goes further than that. Like, people have tried to defend this by saying, okay, look, it's all internal monologue. But that is actually not a defense. That is actually a, a damnation of it. Because it means that his attitudes, if he keeps them entirely internalized, will never be challenged. Yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know, like, even if we're going to see him improve and everything like that, I mean, nothing about this episode made me care enough about him to want to see him improve. Like, I mean, I just don't don't like him. And and there's I mean, you know, it's internal monologue, it's thoughts and things like that. But like you said, like, it's not just that this is not like a human brain, just kind of chemicals are reacting like thoughts are occurring. This is like, you know, uh, someone like choosing what thoughts to present, what things to vocalize, what things to draw. Yeah. And, and uh, that so is the it's, it's much more intentional. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, go ahead. says the, the writer's prerogative. What in the monologue do they want us to hear from this character? We, that's the thing you've got to remember. It's not him saying that to us. It's the writer's because they chose him to say that. You know, it all goes back to them. 
because it's not a real world. It's a fictional world with fictional characters created by someone, and everything that goes in it is the products of their decision-making. So if we hear all of this in a monologue and it makes him look like a twat and people then go, oh, well, you know, that's just what he thinks. Like, no, sorry, that's what the writers chosen to present to us. Why'd they present that to us? Because they thought it'd be funny. I'm sorry to say it isn't, you know. I don't particularly find the idea of child molestation funny, you know. No, I'm, su- no. I'm surprised that's actually just, a controversial opinion these days. Bad, but yeah. here we are, you know. Yeah, Fuck and some Jesus some people Christ. are talking, some people are talking in chat, like bringing up a really good point that like, his um molesting and leering and sex pestiness is presented as a quote unquote character flaw um when like it's actually something much larger than that and it's you know symptomatic of of unhealthy disorders especially the pedophilia right and it's not like a fucking thing to overcome with the power of friendship <laughs> It's not a character flaw. It's it's something much graver, and so it's like, a character. F- it's also, it's, I should know, a, ca- a character flaw that none of the other characters are aware of. Sure. Yeah. So 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 you know, like I've talked before about the audience and you know in-world character disconnects. Like, are we on the same page as people? There sometimes writers use that to good effect, like where we know knowledge that other characters do not, and that creates a sense of dramatic tension. But here, this is actually a very serious problem because all of this perverted shit he thinks is something the other characters are not aware of. So if he is meant to improve over time, how does anyone know? What is their baseline? Now, I'll grant we are only one episode in. Maybe this yeah. reveals itself later as he grows up. But I don't see that exactly presenting itself like, you know, on a, the best foot forward here to say this perversion uh, in his head exists for a genuine narrative reason other than, oh, he's an otaku. This is why I think otaku are like. And isn't it funny? <laughs> Maybe it's like, here's what I am like, and I am a representative of the Otaku. Well, 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 Doc, you say that. Like, this guy put out defense, and he made two points to it. This is actually something that was on ANN. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which was he said, like, the perversion ratio changes over time. It starts 80-20 pervert to regular and changes to 20-80. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we were turning writing into a mathematical game here. You know, balancing the fucking books. And he's sure. still a fucking but right great great fucking start there fantastic yeah. uh the second point he made uh was the reason he acts such a way is because he treats them all as npcs he treats them all as characters in a video game that is not a defense of his character that only makes him look worse it does it does it's it's dehumanizing to them you know and and you know i'm sure he'd say like well that's what he goes on to realize that they're real people or whatever but like well I don't know, man. I... It just doesn't interest me. It does not interest me to no, see his arc. No, the, the, uh... the, the thing as well, like, to, to get to drill down here, like, is if that is true, if he does genuinely think that, why is he basing his evidence on that they are a video game? There's none presented in the show. I know. There's no... And <laughs> to, to, the, to, to the show's credit, apart from the overly regimented ranking of magic, uh, which is something I'll talk about in Redo of a Healer, um, like, there is no evidence <sighs> that he has about, like, the, the, you know, no one talks in video game terminology here so why is he assuming that the answer is because he would treat regular people who are not dead as video game characters that's all he knows how to communicate with and that in turn again only damns the target audience through the writing saying you're no better than this guy you don't know how to talk to real people unless there's literally a dialogue wheel you're gonna go renegade or paragon for helping that lady cross the road yeah i mean Fuck this show man <laughs> so like there's all kinds of I'm, and we're not offended that this is a sex comedy, you know, because there's sex comedies that we have 
liked. What's, on the oh show. god, what's the what's the what's the one called? I cannot remember it. She loves Shinometa. Um, yes, thank you. I I really like Maria the Virgin Witch a lot. Um, you know because I don't know they're uh, they have a lot of good qualities and uh, you know and so, thus far from what I have seen, sexual assault isn't necessarily involved. But regardless, another point I wanted to bring up was that like. Um, well, there's two points. One is the fact that he is a baby is not a defense of any of the behavior because it's very much textual that this is the soul or mind, suke, psyche of a 34-year-old man inside this this baby. Um, and so the sort of innocent child defense, it doesn't work um, for us, the audience. For the people in the show, the characters and universe, that's one thing. But for us, the audience, different thing. The other thing is, is like, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling to kind of articulate this, but like, it's not just that he's a bad person that I don't care about, like the show, because there's tons of television shows about like bad people. I mean, this whole golden age of television in the West, right, is like with shows like uh, Sopranos and Breaking Bad and Mad Men and uh, The Wire. It was like all kind of uh, about uh bad people mm-hmm. but but even if they sort of you know have their moments of looking cool i don't didn't ever feel like the show was winking at me saying a oh, walter white he's actually he's the good guy he's a well, cool dude well <laughs> like well uh whereas i feel like in shows like this i mean if it, it's you know, I mean, I'm sure he'll self-improve and everything like that, but then it, I wouldn't be surprised if the last shot of the show was him, you know, looking up Roxy's skirt at her panties. Like, it's, you know, go. <laughs> you can never take the otaku out of the whatever it is. But, yeah, but you know... I, if you just said baby, then I, mean? I think I'd have walked away, to be honest. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, right? Firstly, your Walter White comparison. Walter White starts off as a good person and degrades over time because of the situation he is forced to. He does not start from a bad place and get better. He gets worse. Um, which is in of itself an indictment of the American healthcare system that he can't get treated for cancer, so he has to, you know, sell drugs in order to finance it. That's why his right. story is compelling, because he is a tragic yeah. character. He's mm-hmm. a tragic character, ultimately, we end up disliking, or at least most of us do. Some people think he was in, you know, fine to do all the scummy shit he did later in the series. But nonetheless, like, you know, there is a complexity in the background to his actions that is worth examining. Well, that dude cannot... saved those teenagers' lives. <laughs> he but shoved them out of the way of a movie. There, there, is, there, is, there is no, like, okay, yeah, he shoved them out of the way of a movie car. We don't even know who they are. It's, it's such a thinly, like, you know, described premise for his death that it doesn't matter, in my opinion. Like, I'm glad for all the background detail that he is an everyman, but that's all that mattered when carried over. Yeah. Well, I'm glad people in chat know that Walter White was always a bad person. I mean, and it's, again, I guess it's, it's pretty simple, right, that the, the show is saying dude bad even though you feel sorry for him um i just don't i don't get the sense that that is going to happen in this show and i don't feel like of course it's happened as of episode one so that that is why i just don't really care to follow along and see where uh where rudy goes honestly 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have much else to add, to be honest. If I, actually, I'll I'll just sum up very quickly and say that again, if he weren't so repugnant, if you just turned the dialogue off for the first episode, I think right. you'd be on something. And I think there's a good idea buried in this show. Totally, a really interesting one that actually would you know buy into the idea of reincarnation, of bettering oneself. <sighs> And on top of that, I'll go on record as saying this, like, when it comes to, like, you know, people being into kids and all that, right? Like, the, I remember H. Bomber guy doing a video where he mentioned about a guy who had, he was on a video interview where he said, I am sexually attracted to children, and I don't like that. I don't want to do it. I want help. I want to be treated. Right. Yeah? So, I accept that, like, as a, you know, disorder, that mm-hmm. these treatments... And I accept that there is the possibility of someone recognizing in themselves that what they are doing is wrong and they should, or what they could potentially do is wrong and they should stop themselves because those people are out there and good on them, you know? Um, but there is no such remorse from this person. Not even now, you know? Nor will there probably ever be. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the, that's the line I draw here. Like when people say like, you know, about his perversion, like, you know, and all that, like just being internal, all that. I- I'm sorry, but we again are presented with a monologue that portrays him as being entirely okay with his own actions. It would be different if he said, like, if he was like that other gentleman I mentioned where I, I I think this, but I don't like it. But we don't get that. And if you think, if you want to reply to me and say, well, that's how it, that's how it is with this character. It's like, no, it isn't. That's how it's written. The author could have made it any way they wanted. And they clearly had little to no understanding of the implications of what they were writing, given they now try to defend themselves publicly about it. You know, trying to trying to like bat away the accusations by saying, "Oh, you just treat small as NPCs," which is, you know, let me just take this, let me just take this kind of gasoline and pour it on a I fire. Know. It's like it's okay. Yeah. It's all right, guys. He just thought that they weren't human. <laughs> well, okay. So yeah, you know, I just thought it was important to get out there the fact that like this show uh, is. Uh, very much not our thing, and not because we don't like shows about uh, flawed it was, it was characters. Close, it was close to being my thing. That's what bothers me as well. It mm. could have been. Mm. Okay, I, like Fair that enough. Ultima that Ultima Four idea I mentioned, where it is just an ongoing journey of self discovery and self improvement. I would be all over that. Jettison the grand overarching evil narrative. You know, we've got the guy, you know, in Mordor plotting shit or whatever. You know. We've got the we've got the emperor like you know on the Death Star, jettison all that. Just a pure journey of self discovery and, and enlightenment. I would be in for that, but don't set the bar so low. I just, just like you said, just treat it so flippantly. His his uh, fucking unhealthy uh, and uh, harmful behavior, <laughs> like you know, ah, oh, silly, silly guy, silly baby. Um. So yeah, fuck that show. I I I, I love that uh, Alex in chat by OD Foyce who said, "Lol, I miss the shade on wheeled out also before." And is that old? It would need to come out on the wheelchair. To be fair, <laughs> it was like the it was like from the very early nineties, late eighties. Yeah, Ultima old, but so are we. All right. Well, now now it's time rate, for the we got got rate the epi- got rate the episodes though. Oh yeah. Episode, okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I'll give it one and a half stars. 1.25 um, for me. Yeah. 
Mike, it was, you know, some nice looking parts. One or two parts made me laugh, but all ruined <laughs> by, yeah. by I, the other, you know, the, the brownies became shit brownies. Yeah. I'm going to quote uh, Ben Yahtzee Croshaw on this, where he said, like, you know, <laughs> it's it's like if you stick your dick in a pudding, you know, like it could still be perfectly good pudding, but it doesn't change the fact <laughs> you stuck your dick in it. <laughs> Uh, and you know that's why I think about the good elements of this show that I think about like yeah they are there but I'm sorry you put your dick in it and that's it's too late now yeah that's basically it for me I I can think of no better way to close that that uh, anime out than with that line so uh, we'll now transition to redo of a healer oh boy (sighs) the main event one of the worst things I've seen in in quite some time. This uh, this fucking premiere. All right, this is uh, Studio TNK, licensed by. I thought you were about to say Studio. I was about to say Studio TNA. I was going to say that would have been appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, summary. Here we go. Healing magicians cannot fight alone. That's like the tagline or whatever. Uh, I didn't know this was the main character's name. I don't think that they say it, but Kier, K-E-A-R-E, Kier, Kiri, Kier, who was bound by this common knowledge, was exploited again and again by others. One day he noticed what lay beyond healing magic and was convinced that a healing magician was the strongest class. However, By the time he realized that potential, he was deprived of everything. Thus, he used healing magic on the world itself to go back four years, deciding to redo everything. This is a heroic tale. (laughs) A heroic tale of one healing magician who became the strongest by using knowledge from his past life and healing magic. 14,000 users gave this an average of 6.71 on my anime list. That is better than I expected, to be fair. It's better than I I deserve. I was was convinced the minimum would be 8. Oh, you mean better as in, like, there's some people rating it lower. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (sighs) Woo! Redo of a healer. It was so bad. It was so cynical. It is, like, appealing to the worst. This is uh, Shield Hero Impulses and desires in aggrieved, uh, aggrieved men. And uh, yeah. it really pissed me off. It made me so yeah, I, mad. I agree. I agree. It is Shield Hero all over again in concepts of I am, you know, I have been laid low by an individual or individuals, and that means that I am within my rights to go even further beyond their evil shittiness because it's all justified in my quest for. Prove self right, and even it even relies on a similar conceit of oh, the shield hero class is weak and pathetic, and so the healer sh- class is shit and pathetic. But that's not borne out in how the show works, or even basically there's no logical explanation for it. People just don't like, and this is one thing that bothers me about this show. Why do they hate healers so much? Like, th- there's no 
logical reason for why the characters treat him the way they do. They need a healer because they die otherwise. Why right. do they decide, therefore, to drug him up? I don't get it. I don't So he it. will depend on them and he won't leave them to. Because he was going to try to leave them. He kept trying to leave the party. But they would like throw him in the dungeon and got him addicted to honey heroin or whatever that slop was they were dripping on him. Mm. And uh, so that he would have to hang around them and he would have to heal them. I don't understand either the contempt for, for him, but I think that that's playing into the delusions of the writer and like a lot of the target audience. Like, I don't understand why women hate me. Why would they hate me? I don't get why, like, chads or whatever dislike me. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm totally fine. When in reality, as borne out by the actions of this healer and his, we see into his, his heart and mind, he's a piece of human shit. That's what's wrong with him. He's, a, he's garbage. And you can say, like, fucking, well, the world made him that way or whatever. But, like, this is some fucking embellished bullshit fantasy, whereas, like, you know... In the real world, like, you know, I don't know, maybe some people are mean to him or whatever, but like, you know, you don't go home and nurse a desire to like fucking murder spree them all. It's just so yeah. uh, like <sighs> reductive and insulting and infuriating. Um, yeah, I can't I'm, even. <laughs> I, I'll add to that by saying like, okay, you might respond to me. Well, Shad, you'll find out later why she's like that. You know, I'm like, okay. Fair enough. You need to hint at that then. You need to breadcrumb it really early. You need to make sure you put all the necessary pieces in place because one of the problems I had with Shield Hero was that now Fumi, like he started owning slaves, you know, like Raftalia, who instantly got voted best girl on AN for some fucking reason. Nice <laughs> one, judges. Dipshits. Um like and I'm I'm not saying that you don't ever write a character to own slaves. Nor, should I say, do you ever not ride characters who goes on a revenge fantasy? That's what makes some of the best, like, what my score says did Taxi Driver. That's an yeah, amazing, great. an amazing, incredible film that yeah. is entirely about a revenge fantasy. But it's so different because it's like this cry for help. It is yes, absolutely that. It is not like, oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Like um, Pacino is fucking, or not Pacino, De Niro is... Uh, is is doing it like i would it's just like oh my god like you know the world has like like rejected uh this man and like he's got uh, mental problems and they're undiagnosed and no one is helping him he needs help that's not what the show is this show is you're supposed to be like fuck yeah healer fuck yeah like get flay back like stab her you know make her your sex slave or whatever it is Healer's gonna gonna be the cock dealer whoa 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 sorry i don't know where that came from um, but here's to, to go back to Shield Hero. Like part, so when I said before, no, so go ahead. Go ahead. When I when I said when I said before about how the threat being poorly established was a big problem, like it's a problem in of itself in Shield Hero, but it's also a problem because it means that it gives no justification in Naofumi's mind for his actions. Like if the world was so so on the precipice, uh, oh, you pronounce it sorry, I'm getting tongue tied here. Precipice. Thank you. Yeah. There we go. There on is. the precipice of utter destruction that there was, in his mind, no other choice but to, you know, grab someone to fight for him, even if they were a slave, then I would still fundamentally disagree with his actions, but I would understand the logic that drove him to that. Whereas, hmm. I'm sorry, you could argue me all day in the Shield Hero stance, but I'm going to tell you to go piss off. I don't agree with that. The show should have done a better job of justifying that. He could have lived out his life, you know, like farming herbs. 
So, similarly, in Redo of a Healer, we have a character who treats him like Dur, the healer guy. I don't care for his name, whatever. Kier, and the character. I'm just, I'm just gonna call. Him I'm, like I'm gonna Dirt call it Flare. I'm, I'm gonna call him Redo. So yeah, they, okay. they treat, <laughs> they treat <laughs> Redo. Yeah, they, 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 they treat. She treats Redo like Dur, and I am totally okay with the idea that she might have a reason for doing so, provided that you, in the very first episode, give us some hints of that. There is nothing. I, if she has a reason, I feel like it destroys, like, the sort of the foundation. It may, maybe she does, but, like, I, I feel like, man, t- to me, my read on the show really is very much, like, uh, the, the fact that she has no reason to be as shitty to him as she is, is, like, really important. It's, like, that this guy really does have a real grievance against her, and she's, like, representational of all women. And that's why, like, it doesn't fucking matter if the swordswoman who's in this episode actually shows concern for him and gives a shit about him and, like, is like, oh, no, like, he fainted, like, good healer, like, you're so good, I, I'm i so worried about you. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, all he's focused on is getting Flair back at the expense of all humanity. I mean, dude, like... In the backstory or whatever, when he, like, obtained the Philosopher's Stone from the heart of the Demon Lord, and that's how he's able to heal the world, right? Like, um, ah. he, they, they <laughs> every, the rest of the people, like, Flair's group wanted the Philosopher's Stone to rule the world, but he is going to supposedly do something more noble by, like, you know, he's going to set the clock back and redo everything where he comes out on top. It's no more noble. It's another, it's just world domination in another coat of paint. Like, he's just as bad as them. Can um, I Can I offer two points to that? Yeah. The first of which is just a plot one, which is, if he hated her so much, and they were, her and her past, including not Barrett Wallace, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they were all so badly injured that they needed healing, why did he not just leave? Well, I suppose he felt it's, that's too good for them just to die. Which is why he put himself at disadvantage and would have to go through an incredibly long acid plot in order to yeah what bullshit yeah. that's some, that's some bad. that is called <laughs> bad writing. <laughs> uh, but the second point is this, and this was the thing like I said about Mashuko Tensei that I thought there was a kernel of a good idea here, and I think there's a kernel of a good Please, idea here. Is, no, there no no, ju- don't. no 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 tr- tr- let hear me out hear me out right. He rewrote okay. the world, basically, with his healing magic when he used the Philosopher's Stone or whatever it was, you know. Zawarudo. Yeah. But the world is not really any different than it was before, and Flair, the moment she learns he, he's a healer, just reacts to him with, oh, fuck that guy. Can I just say, if you think about the mechanics of this in terms of, like, by the way, yes, this is an anime where society itself has structured itself on fucking role-playing game classes. Like, hooray. Like, (laughs) he turned back time by healing the world. So, like, time is supposed to be the equivalent of damage. So, like, the Earth's HP bar is slowly running out. But no, here's, you know... Uh, cure three. Oh, now we get to go back four years. Like it's it's so ludicrous. It's really stupid. Ah, uh, the classic Al Gore policy. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking. The classic Superman um, three policy. <laughs> Su- Fly Superman, around the world backwards. Yeah, to... <laughs> Super Superman one policy. Yeah, exactly. Although, oh, Superman um, one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Although the the thing 
I'm not going to explain that, but the, the point I'm getting to is this, right? He had the power to rewrite the world and things remained as they were, pretty much. Like, he just brought it back. Flair's still the person he always thought she was. Is that not an interesting idea to you, that he was so bitter that he couldn't envision a world in which he was a better person if he had the power to rewrite it? I wonder if it's, like, what... So, like... Maybe I'm just like not digging in enough to the not digging into this this text enough. Like this, I don't want to go. I don't go rounding through this shit. Here, like, yeah. But but like I I don't know if it's like just a clock reset or if he got to actively have agency in changing how the world would be. I don't know. But yeah, I mean you're right. I mean I don't think he would have wanted her to be any different because he wants to yeah. fucking get back. Well, but her. that's the thing. But that's the thing though. Like if we go back to the fact that this is something that was written by someone, they could have risked it in such a way where that was a thing. And oh, I go through all these time loops, and she's always a bitch to me. Why is she always a bitch to me? It's because that's all I view her as, and I'm the one with the power to rewrite the world as I want. I have to let go of that and let her just have a chance to be a regular person, you know? That could be a genuinely cool idea because it would be incisive. It would be incisive towards the kind of people like him that exist out there in the world. But obviously that's not what you get. No, no, the fucking slice. Like the OP nope. makes it clear. This is this is a this is a best girl show. This is the milk tray show where you pick out your favorite from a chocolate box and that's it really and then you get to abuse them because you know that's what so i like i have read that at one point i believe i believe it's flair although i could be wrong he he turns her into his sex slave this is is his long game of getting back at her right is because she got him addicted to, to honey heroin and so now he's gonna get her addicted to a different kind of addicted serum addicted yes fuck this show man can, can, all right and i want to say this i should have said this right at the beginning of this and like because this, this is not to do with the text itself but like so i find a, a lot of like reviews defending the show I, reviews i use the word generously male write-ups defending the show are basically verbal diarrhea like, if you're not down for the gore or if you don't like watching mcs do fucked up shit then this isn't the anime for you like if you're if you can't handle real mature adult cartoons this go home you know what i mean and i just want to like put out here that like just pack that edgelord shit away and get it out of my sight because it says nothing my dislike my venomous hatred of this show has nothing to do with any of that right because we like things like berserk and scum's wish and other things that feature banana fish yeah. uh, which you mentioned to be off street where yeah, someone yeah, yeah. gets their brain extracted where there is actual sexual assault and abuse implied and literal uh you know do we want to go on the mutilation of people there's a, there's um, a lot of anime that has featured these things that i think are very good and it is not their presence in the show why I dislike redo of a healer it has nothing yeah. to do with that. It is the world view of the writer being put out here. And it is just, I don't know. I mean, I don't think as a fantasy, there's anything per se wrong with revenge fantasy. I think they can be healthy, you know, when done in a controlled 
kind of environment with the therapist and everything like that. I think this sort of exercise could be healthy, but this is this is so different from that, man. This is a a product, a piece of of media like that. It just, I don't know. It's just heinous, man. Like, and and we, I could. Do, do you want to talk about particulars here? Yes, I do. Actually. Okay. Um. So let's talk about, and I'm going to start the smooth jazz playing in three, two, one, go. Let's talk about sex scenes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the <laughs> perfect uncensored, uncensored version of <laughs> Doc's Die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, for people who are listening on the podcast, you won't be seeing the videos. Doc looks like he's withering up like a flower that's been put out in the sun too long with no water. I hate this. The, I hate the man, this. The, the man is literally going to turn into dust and just disappear in a stiff breeze. Okay, so what for context... What a usurious we ha- bastard. <laughs> so for context, because we have to provide it, uh, after uh, Redo is, like, you know, reborn and refound as a re-healer, he is returned to the capital where he acts like a fucking idiot. Um, and He's just a regular ba- peasant at first, right? Yeah. Just like, la, la, la. But then he pulls some fucking Death Note horse shit, where he like set up a plan to where Green Demon would come kiss his eyeball, which was disgusting. And then he would have the all-seeing eye back, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Light Yagami, the owner of the Death Note. I'm Kira. It's just that whole thing. God. Anyway, yes, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so... Uh, sex scenes. Let's talk about those. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with, a, with so an enslaved he, he, race, you know. That's so. Yeah, so definitely. he um, he like gets basically jumps on by one of the maids of the castle, uh, who bangs him. And I, of course, saw saw this on Sons of Glory. And I want to point out something that again, like, if this were done differently, this would be really incisive. He it sounds incredibly fucking bored by it. And you know what's funny? If he is meant to again be like, you know, you're standing in for an otaku. Admittedly, he's not because it's not an isekai. So this shows mild, mild credit in the same way that if you fill out an exam paper, you get one mark for putting your name on it. Congratulations. It's um, not, but it's so close, right? Because because he's got some fucking superpower and he's in control and at a supreme advantage to everyone mm-hmm. because he's a time traveler. So but to be fair, like as as much as I say, like you know, it's not isekai. The fact that there is still video game terminology for everything is it is an isekai by anything but name, basically. But anyway, point being, right? Like this could be really incisive because he is so fucking bored by the fact that he gets to sex up maids all the time. And you know what? It really, to me, speaks like to the mindset of how a lot of otaku would treat the opportunity to have sex, which right. is. You know, I've wanted this thing so long. It's been my holy grail. I really just want to get laid. I want to, you know, bone a lady, you know, and all that. And then they do it and they just, because they don't know what to expect or because they think it's something that it's not, or for whatever reason, they just are very bored by it. You know? One, it's this, like, opportunity, right? It's like, he, you have a chance to almost humanize him with this scene because these ladies who are, like, maids and slaves and are, are meant to do this sort of shit they're member of this enslaved race um come on to him and he's very flustered and it would be sort of a humanizing moment right if they were kind of laughing at him a little bit and and he didn't perform well or whatever ha ha but like no he's like oh yeah 
um, I'm going to heal them because like whenever he heals someone, he like uh, learns everything in their mind. Like he collects all their life experiences, which by the way, should I feel like lead him into a complete mental breakdown, like really, really quickly. I mean, that's just mm. fucked up, but like, it's also yeah. quite gross as well. So he's like every night forever, he's going to bang a different maid and like get Intel. It's basically a way to get Intel. Right. So it's not like, you know, so it's it's so the people who are reading are not totally disconnected from this character because he gets to have sex and they don't. And they're like, man, fuck this Chad. I don't care now. Now he gets late. It's like, no, this is not an exciting thing to him. Like you said, this is just a way to get intel on yeah. the world so to, to continue his operation of revenge against Flair. Right. So, yeah. God damn it. Wait, it, it, it. Just using all of them. It's God, it's terrible. You, you could also maybe have written it so they were using him in turn, like, you know, oh, I still don't have control. And again, I'm stressing, I don't I don't think that's right. But even then, it doesn't feel like that. It's just, they do it because we want to have tits in this show. Yeah. But it goes further than that, because why do you put a sex scene in anything, for that matter? Like, if it's pornography, then it needs to be titillating. If it's not pornography explicitly, then it needs to serve a story purpose. It can, of course, be both. It can be both erotic and serve a story purpose. It does neither here for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of which is, okay, yeah, you might want to say, well, he's learning experience, but whatever, that's that's irrelevant. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't have a tangible feeling after all this boning is over that he has learned as a person or anything. Never mind right. the fact that he shouldn't need to, given that he is, still has all his memories from his previous life. Yeah, he's gotten them back he has, at that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. So there's that. And then as far as the eroticism goes, basically the majority of it is just him being topped by a woman, and that's about it. Most he does is touch one her hip. You know, there's no actual like grabbing of, you know, the front end, <laughs> shall we say? <laughs> uh, you know, there's, sure. there's nothing like that. It's just one position and done, and he's not even that all that interested in it. So it's not erotic. It's not filmed in such a way that could be suggested. It's not Maybe like not to like you. The... Well, when you're an unimaginative <laughs> otaku whose, whose entire sexual experience starts and ends at visual novel still screens, then you know, whatever. Um. But yeah, it, it's not a plot-relevant thing. It's not with characters we know, and it's not erotic in any way. Like, if you wanted to go into the show thinking, hey, this will titillate me and, you know, get me off, you can do better at that. And so, I'm sorry, but, like, this this whole sex scene shit, it's completely and utterly bad, no matter whatever way you want to paint it. It's bad at being erotic. It's bad at being titillating. And it's bad at serving a story purpose or a character purpose, even. It's if anything, it's just again like, one. yeah, yeah. The the only thing I can take away from it is that it is just the end goal of all attack, which is I want to get laid. But the moment it happens, I'm like, well, whatever. Again, I just yeah, it's that, and then it's. I think he can't take too much joy in it without alienating the readership slash viewership. Yeah. I I they're, hate they're this just woman, tools to be used. These ladies, yeah. I, I hate this woman, but this other woman was, you know, slept with me and she was very, you know, open to ideas and she pleased me a lot. That's, these are incompatible yeah. ideas. I mean, they just, they just seem like, yeah, they didn't, they, we don't see like him, <laughs> like we, we don't see them, the, the maids like, uh, doing anything like, I don't know, like you said, using him or getting him back. They just yeah. seem to and be enjoying Finally. It. If you if you think I'm being unfair here, like this is very much a sex scene structured for male pleasure, because make no mistake, the majority of porn, yeah, the majority of porn is undoubtedly structured for male pleasure, 
Um, True. This is probably where I start elaborating on the stuff, stuff I've seen in my lifetime, which maybe I shouldn't speak so openly about. But fuck it. I Fuck it, I don't care. Like, one thing you will not see, for example, is him pleasuring her in any way. He's not performing oral sex on her, for example. You know? Correct. He's not doing anything yeah, like no, that. No, this is, this is for the male gaze. I mean, this whole show is, is, a, is male laser focused on males and a certain kind of male so absolutely he's not doing he's not doing that but even if he wasn't doing that the fact that all the the majority i mean there are of course like the montage of him like you know shagging one of them against the window or something like like which i don't even remember that (laughs) yeah no it's him it's it's just the same room is like Mm -hmm. with different maids like um like he like those don't really count because they feel like if you're doing a montage then that to me suggests that they are perfunctory like mm-hmm. I banged a lot of women, so what? We're gonna skip through it quickly. And yeah. the one he does spend a lot of time with, like all she does is tops him, and that's kind of it. Yeah. And he doesn't. And he and his both his expression and his inner monologue and his physical actions suggest that he doesn't give a flying fuck. Literally. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, he's just is like, oh, good. I, I get to now uh, have your knowledge, and I get to know more about the castle and more about the people you know and. It is all reconnaissance for his his uh, revenge you know scheme. What he you know what he could. You know what would have made more sense from Stu? Pillow talk. Hey, baby, that was a good session. But tell me about the layout of this castle. Yeah. Oh, but why waste time on social niceties? He doesn't know how to small talk. He doesn't know how to like do those kind of things again that would uh be for other people's benefit all he has to do is touch her and do a healing spell that she doesn't really even know or understand and he sucks in all her knowledge to his brain he just takes it that's part of this that's a side effect of his fucking healing so again and that will be very out of character for him to do something like have a conversation (laughs) with one of them um because he's a piece of garbage um and it's completely again borne out i i don't episode. talk with women i talk to them at them even no yeah yeah um um you know that this show also has the uh kirito thing going on where oh you know like you were saying like as a healer you know he's sort of like oh well like very underappreciated but like not only when he heals someone because he take their knowledge or whatever, he like downloads them as if it was like they were in the matrix. So like any of their abilities he downloads and he can like copy them perfectly. And that's how he was able to defeat the demon Lord. And so he's just this super, he's OP man. And uh, yeah. Um, And again, I talked about it at the top of the show. My my absolute favorite moment in this episode was when he, you know, knowing that uh, in his previous life, uh, Flair got him addicted to drugs, and that's how she was able to keep him around to abuse him. Uh, he built up drug resistance by going into the woods and doing a shit ton of mushrooms and herbs, and he's, again, just rolling around on the floor in the woods, I, getting high oh as fuck. God. <laughs> it's hilarious can I, and stupid. Can I, can I talk about that? Because yes. he literally reveals to her, oh, I learned the drug resistance skill. And at that point, I wanted to turn the episode off because I thought, <laughs> I'm, I don't need to say anything else. Like, I could watch the rest of it. This doesn't matter. Now, I'm glad, quote-unquote, that I did. Because yeah. there was obviously more to talk about. But 
I said this on Twitter, I'm going to repeat here. If you, as a writer, are going to describe the way your magic, or never mind magic, the way your combat and your combat capacity, that's what I'll describe it as, in a fictional setting works, in terms of levels, experience, skills, ability points, talent trees, you name it, uh, quit writing. <laughs> Just yeah. put your, take take the pen, <laughs> swallow it, take the paper that you were going to write on, or if you were writing on a Word document, take the monitor and throw them in the trash. Because that is fucking lazy. It is the laziest, sloppiest kind of world building. It And it, again, fits the criteria I spoke to you about many times ago, where it denigrates the writer, it denigrates the work, and it denigrates the audience. Because it assumes the audience has no interest, no in- willing to engage, no intellectual capacity to talk about or otherwise deal with material on any level other than the video game, which they might be familiar with through separate works. Oh, man. And it shows, it shows that you are too fucking stupid or shit as a writer to in turn be able to express yourself beyond video game terms yeah. and it also makes your work look like bargain basement amazon fan fiction shite and even that's um, for, uh, slur against fan fiction i'll be fair now yeah. when i say all that i'm gonna make one concession uh which is you of course doc have watched b0 season one specifically mm-hmm. have you yep. Yep, yep, yep so am i right in recalling that subaru describes like his how should we say his reset points as save points? Like I've reached a new save point, that kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm actually okay with that. I'm going to explain why, because it's actually been no, studied uh, that when people go see the, this is going to sound like a random tangent, but I show you as a point to it, that when people go to the doctor, if they are familiar with medical terms, they will talk in those medical terms to the doctor. We coach like and talk about our experiences with the language we are familiar with. And in Subaru's case, um, him talking about like them being save points when he lacks other terminology for it or what people in that world would describe it as makes perfect sense. He contextualizes the world around him using things that he is familiar with. He doesn't obviously openly tell people about save points for actual in-story reasons, because if he does, then, well, he dies, so he can't tell them. But nonetheless, it makes sense for him as a character who's come from our world to there to say that because that's his, like, vocabulary for understanding the world around him and he has no other means of doing it so i'm okay with it in that case what i am not okay with is when you get to the world in question and that's how people describe it yeah i learned a drug resistance skill as opposed to (laughs) i developed resistance to drugs yeah you are a shit writer and you should stop writing how about yeah how about you go screw the fucking tops on toothpaste tubes you useless piece of shit I'm so sick of this fucking writing trope. It's pathetic. It's very every tired. T- it's it's every the time every time I see it, I immediately yawn. I think you mm-hmm. are not worth my time. Yeah, it was novel once, but that time is long past. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. It was like, and do you want to know why it wasn't? Because Redo of a Hilo has been described. Sorry, not Redo of a Hilo. Mushoku Tensei has been described as the archetype, like the granddaddy of the East Sky genre, and they even did it there where they classified things as like you know ranks of magic and. Mm-hmm. And even that was boring. Do you know why it's boring? Because this is something the Little Witch Academia write of. Magic is meant to be magical. There is a time and a place for like, you know, putting in categories and right. ranks and levels. Sure. But magic should be about being exceptional and doing the impossible. That's what Little Witch Academia is about. And I thought it was great. And that's a great general lesson about how you treat magic in fiction. 
is yeah it's not a not a mysterious thing it's just uh a fucking spreadsheet for you to tick off boxes right yeah that's i don't it makes it all very sterile and and uninteresting i i agree um lint dixon i describe it in a narrative term to bring that term back yeah yeah, when you're talking about a TV show. So in chat, like a couple things passed by, like uh, Gogo said this, <laughs> that the man, that uh, Redo didn't talk to the ladies because this world doesn't have a social link system. Very funny. Um, <laughs> very true. No, no point, no stats for the conversation. Uh, and Yuki said, uh, when I mentioned uh, Kirito-ness, uh yuki said lol when did kirito do do that and no i mean he didn't do that specifically in terms of downloading people's skills from the matrix so to speak right um but by that i just meant that i've only by the way watched the first season of sword art online of the whole first season so i don't know anything beyond that but like it seemed to me that like any combat challenge i mean he was just magically up for he could accomplish anything do anything um wield the sword in any way possible like and he just kind of uh had the ability latent within him to do whatever he wanted to do in that video game world and uh redo healer boy has that too but he just steals it from everybody um and so despite being a healer he was doing awesome ninjutsu bow staff cool tricks jumping around all over the shop and uh well, fucking up a yeah. demon board you know well, the thing, the thing is, like, I mean, they base this on video games, like, where they have healers, and, I mean, I've been playing Final Fantasy X recently, which was a game that definitely existed before Redo of a Heal was written. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry to say, but healers can do things other than heal. You know, Yuna in that game can summon Aeons, for example, or you can teach her black magic. It's very rare that you will ever find any sort of RPG system where a healer is completely incapable of doing any sort of offensive action. Even, like, clerics or priests or paladins <laughs> in original Dungeons & Dragons yeah. were capable of doing some sort of combat. Sophie, they were not complete. <laughs> Sophie said earlier, how useless is, is he as a healer if he can't, like, just heal himself of poison to get rid of the drug addiction? <laughs> Why can't he just... That's the, oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Incredible. Oh. <laughs> What an oversight. Shadon, not all healers. So funny, Alex. Um, okay. Uh, I think I think I've gotten all my really huge criticisms out of the way of this show. It's extremely bad and cynical and uh, really just panders to terrible instincts and in people that need help. Um and it it, it it panders to them, it, it validates them, you know. Uh, and it's it's uh, terrible. And um, I think, you know, I was talking earlier about uh, Jobless Reincarnation, saying, like, you know, if you if you like the show, like, I don't want to sit here and say, like, you're bad or, or we don't like you or whatever. I, I genuinely struggle with this show to understand why people would like it beyond like maybe there's a certain kind of like very young person just coming up like hasn't found themselves i'm talking about like 14 15 years old right and they're just watching it and they're like this is fucking awesome or whatever because it's bloody and like you know i play world of warcraft and no one appreciates me for my healing exactly like you know i was rejected by a girl at school or whatever and like you know 
those kind of things in developmental process can have some value, but like, you know, I just, if you're like a, if you're a grown up, like I'd struggle to see why you would like this. I mean, it's, it's truly that bad. I mean, I think it's absolutely repugnant. I, I think, I think that it's again, like with, um, although maybe not quite as how to put it, I'm not sure how to put it, but I think in a similar way to Jobless Reincarnation, it speaks a lot about what its intended target audience is and what it thinks its target audience is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No doubt. And like Shield Hero, the justifications are piss weak. I mean, this is one person. You might say, well, he's only acting as well as one person, whatever, you know, like, but... I'm sorry, I don't I don't feel again like with Jobless Reincarnation, there's much evidence to like this character or believe that things will change for them for the better after It's gonna the... get worse. Oh yeah. At least there's I know a what chance happens in I know... Jobless. Maybe they'll get better. Well I, I know well actually I know exactly what happens in episode two. I believe if you want me to say it out loud. It go for it. I believe that uh he sleeps with Flair and slaps her in the face with his reading. Because, of course, already? I thought it was going to take him a while to, like, win her over. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, um, I'm going to... I I God. don't know. I could, be, I could be wrong. I don't have the full context for this. I'm never going to have the full context for this because I don't want to know about it. Uh, but to be quite honest, like, again, you can make the argument for all the shows we've covered, like, they do get better later on. But even, like, as much as we want to, like, cite the free episode rule... None of these episodes that we've covered have given me much sense for But, like, the last two discussed, like, Jobless in Reincarnation and Radio of a Healer, they have given me anti-incentive. Because they just seem to me to fall along the same lines of stuff that I've talked about before, like when I talked about Shield Hero, or anything else we've covered that's been, like, pretty fucking bad, where the characters are going down the same routes, they're going to do the same thing, where, you know, despite, like, there'll be these one or two people who think they're shit, rightly, and will do all the fucking things they can to stop it. But then there's just going to be a load of people who just be like singing their praises every last turn, even when it makes no sense, and just saying how awesome they are. Because hmm. it's a vicarious experience for the target audience. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah. if they could yeah. like this guy, they'll like me too, because I'm just like him. And like, if you think you're just like these characters, if you feel that's true, take a step back. Have a good, long think about all of the implications of that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. Should we rate this episode? Uh negative two stars. It's it's just I I would like you, if it didn't exist. I don't I don't you, say that about a whole lot of art, but it would be nice if this just didn't exist. I yeah, would like to heal the world and and go back and uh kidnap the the author <laughs> and and uh erase their yeah. memory somehow and uh make sure that they lead a nice quiet life away from uh away from the pen for me i like i was just thinking about why rated um mushuku says and a lot of that was based on the potential of a good idea and also good animation and there is a kernel of a good idea in this one which earns it a tiny little bit of merit but now i'm trying to think is it worse than shield hero for me is it worse than that hmm. and that's that's the, like I, racing the episode itself to me feels secondary so to answering this question because mm. um, I also have the full like time of watching all of Shield Heroes twenty six episodes a mistake I still regret to this day um, <laughs> and 
It's hard. We're all waiting with bated breath. Is it worse than Shield Hero for you, Shadon? No. I know that sounds like a, that's probably a surprise, but I'm going to tell you why. Because now Fumi starts as a good place and succumbs to being a dickhead. Okay. And that and and then he embraces that and is rewarded for his behavior after that. Well, that that to me is the distinction here because I don't ever see this character having started from a good place. Like we only ever see him as worst. And maybe the show will allow for that later on when we get to see him in the better times. But I'm sorry, but it is just a vicarious revenge fantasy against a particular woman uh, who treats him badly and is very clearly designed as a sex object. And that in itself is pretty pathetic, don't get me wrong. And fuck the whole world, right? Like, I mean, who cares about, like, other people that are good to other ladies that are nice to me and the rest of the world that were living their lives in peace, uh, you know, for four years? The the other thing that I should mention as well, though, is that Shield Hero, again, still has the flaws of its world building, whereas Redo of a Healer, for all its problems, (laughs) like, there there is no overarching threat, much as there isn't in Mushuko Tensei. Uh, I have to say, though, by the way, just on the RPG problem, though, when he yeah. goes into that throne room and says, oh, this guy's a, got a lot strong power level, this this king here. <laughs> right. I'm like, that is pathetically lazy storytelling. <laughs> so story stupid, telling. dude. Have him fight something. Show us. Do not tell us that he's a good fire. Yeah. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, I, I hate it for that. I, I mean, at least use a scouter. Am I right? No, don't even use a scout. Show us. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Mirror said episode two was worse than Shield Hero. Um, and a- Alex says, is Crunchyroll rolling out the red carpet uh, for this one? This one is actually a Sentai Filmworks one. It's one of the like three or four shows that they got. It's a very lean season for them. And it's one of the things they are simulcasting. So, uh, yeah. hooray. Yeah, I mean... Shield Hero like is still worse because it starts from a good place and suggests that you will never get better. Whereas I don't ever have to pretend I like this character at all. I don't know. Yeah, I and I can't answer I, this I, question, I, of course, uh, because I I, I I think that feels to me like a strong distinction because at least there's no ambiguity for me. Like, and that actually makes it better. Whereas Shield Hero is like, no, anyone can just literally turn into a complete shit bean, you know, on a on a dime. Um, but that's all I'm going to really say about. <laughs> but what if they're I, honest the, the, about that he's like just the worst person in the entire world? The, the di- <laughs> look, you're right. The difference between the two is tiny, but for me, that still stings the most in my mind. Uh, that does not get redo of heel of a heel off the hook. It is still literally like having someone smear bear shit over your front door. It is bad. All right. Well, we did it, Shadon. We did it. I think we're done. Uh, wait, we're, we're not done done. We're done with no. the terribleness. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. good we're done good, with good. the awfulness. Okay, so we made it through what we feel are the four worst premieres of the winter 2021 anime season. Now we go on to a fun segment. Uh, yes. We talk about something very good, right? Uh, we introduced this last time, and every time we do a free stream, we're going to continue to add to this. It is... And let's pause for, not pause, but uh, there's going to be a brief musical sting. It is the Watery Desho Hall of Fame. 
Yes, the Watery Desho Hall of Fame, where we, the hosts, get to construct an anime and manga, anime-adjacent Hall of Fame, putting in whatever we want. It could be really poignant scenes and moments. It could be dumb things. It could be characters. It could be staff. Uh, anything uh, that we feel like inducting, because it's our Hall of Fame, goddammit. Um, last time, Shadon inducted uh, Thorfinn. <laughs> Punching Thorkel. a bear. <laughs> no, Thorkel. it wasn't Thorfinn. Thorkel, you're right. That was a terrible mistake on my part. Punching a bear uh, from Vinland Saga Volume 5. A very worthy inductee. No, but... volume, it wasn't Volume 5. It was later than that. Oh, was it Volume 10? I don't nine. know what's, where my brain is. 9. Volume 9. I should just let you say what it is next time. Um, <laughs> so Thorkel punching a bear. Worthy addition. Uh, something we always wanted to see. Um for my induction, uh, it is something a bit more classic, uh, oh something boy. of an older vintage. Um, it is uh, a a thing that, since its genesis, has been copied and done by many, many other anime. Um, you know it. I know it. We all love it. It's the Gunbuster pose. It yeah. is from the last episode yeah. of Aim for the Top Gunbuster when the robot standing on the front of the ship emerges with arms crossed in a don't fuck with me peasants type pose. And since then, numerous characters, you know, with it, Gynax has, has used it over and over, Trigger, other studios. It has been a fantastic uh thing it's an easy reference to except but it's not it's it's glorious do you have any thoughts on this and whether or not you accept uh and and co-sign this as an inductee well i broadly agree with you but there are times when it, the thing is it is as i've said before trigger and Gynax's power move but you have to earn it mm-hmm and not everything that's done that has earned it, not least of which being this book ends our podcast wonderfully, but I mentioned Franks earlier because there was the power pose in that with Golden Strelizia. Yes, but can you fault... <laughs> can you... <laughs> I, I saw, like, I saw, like, the words, I fucking hate you, just yeah. run through your head well, then. Well, look, look, look. I don't think look. you can fault the pose, right? Or no. the... Or the or kind of original uh, rendition of it for its misuse. <laughs> so, are you saying, or is what you're saying, you don't want to induct the trope no, wholesale, but I, you I, want to induct I, the single instance of it? No, I'm willing to induct the trope wholesale. I just wanted to add the slight caveat to it that, like any good, like you know, inbuilt like franchise signifier or whatever you call it, like big moment, big power move. You can't just throw it in there. You have to earn it. And for the most part, it has been earned in the past. Just that's my warning. But, uh, but otherwise, I am in complete agreement with you. I mean, it was in Promare, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great in Promare, uh, for example. Gunbuster, Diebuster, great in there. Yes. Otherwise, put it in the Hall of Fame. It has my seal of approval. Boom! It, and so it is uh, It is in the Gunbuster pose, the second inductee into the Watery Desho Hall of Fame. Some... 
professional athletes will make the Hall of Fame and then do things that some people say will sully their legacy after the fact. Like O.J. Simpson murdering someone. (laughs) In a not dissimilar fashion, the gunbuster pose makes its way, saunters in at a canter into the Watery Desho Hall of Fame. Oscar Oscar Pistorius, you know, uh, committing great violence on a bathroom door (laughs) and by proxy's girlfriend. Be unfortunate that. Oh, okay. Well, listen, let's distance ourselves from this comparison <laughs> right now and say that next week uh, on our uh, Wonder Egg priority stream, we will have another inductee into the Hall My turn as of well. Fame. Um, oh, yeah. Well, <sighs> well, that's we going to do it now. We did it. We have done yes. the whole thing. Yes! Uh, yes! You know, I and, and I'm glad we had that Hall of Fame segment at the at the end of, of, the of that, talking about it was bad great. things. Um, so, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us for two and a half hours, listening to us thank talk you. about garbage anime uh, that we will hopefully all forget for the most part. Um, Shadon, if people would like to, to to continue this conversation with you on Twitter, how would they do it? Fuck you. <laughs> no. well alrighty okay no uh, no no I'm kidding I'm kidding okay um, before I give my uh, uh, I just want to say which is I've been very disparaging towards groups of people throughout this podcast today uh, and I'm just going to put out there if you genuinely like any of the shows um, that we've discussed today and you feel like I've been unfair to them I'm happy if it talks to me about that uh, and I'll get, tell you how in just a moment but all I'd ask is that you approach it honestly I've said, like, for example, about people trying to defend, like, Mushoku Tensei and Reader of a Healer, uh, of a healer and they're not trying to defend it in any narrative sense, but because, it, from what I've seen, it seems to, like, you know, cook a bit too close to the bone in, like, oh, people are criticizing this character's behavior, and maybe I'm just a little adjacent to that. Um, and maybe that's true, maybe that's not, for you, for you as a person, listener at home. Um, I'm happy to discuss these things. Uh, I'm not happy to debate certain concepts, like, you know, pedophilia is bad that is not for debate fuck you if you think otherwise piss off um you know i'll put that out there uh but point being essentially come at me at shade and 1010 uh if you want to discuss things honestly and openly and be honest with yourself or if you don't even want to talk about stuff stop me out anything else it's fine uh i am at the subtle doctor on twitter uh similarly i will not debate the points uh, raised by Shadon that were not up for debate, but look, um, I don't assume that anybody listening to this wants to wants to go down that road. So let's talk yeah. about anime, kaiju, manga, tokusatsu, puroresu, whatever. Um, uh, and if you would like to uh, support the show, uh, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/WateryDeshow if you'd like to support financially, get involved with the community and the uh, benefits. Um, of extra content and uh, early access uh, therein. You can see summaries of that on the page. You get things like, uh, you know, uh, we, we'll do sort of episodic reviews or I guess reviews in chunks of several episodes. For We do three different shows a season. Uh, and to get access to all three, you'll want to subscribe to the $5 tier. That's how you can get everything we do, guaranteed. Um, but check the other tiers as well. Uh, whatever fits your budget, we happily appreciate. And as Shadon said, 20% of our proceeds every month will go to um, fund the um, new anime making system project uh, that you can find uh, from the good folks who do the animators dormitory project. Um, we don't publicize that a lot because 
don't want to toot our own horn about, hey, we give to charity. But like, you know, since you brought it up, I figured it was worth shouting out once again here. Um, Shadon, uh, I don't have access to the Patreon on my computer. Yuki asked how the polls are looking. Um, so we have two different polls up uh, for the $3 and $5 tiers, respectively, in terms of what show they would like us to cover. On the free stream, of course, our stream of thought, we're doing Wonder Egg Priority. And next week, we'll hit up episodes one through three of that. But for mm-hmm. second stream and Desho the third, how are things looking? What's in the lead? Well, Doc, uh, we're going live to the poll right now. I'm going to just uh, get the answers into you here. Looking real close now. Uh, my God, it looks like... No, stop that. Uh, so speaking regular language rather than whatever the fuck that was. The, the horse uh, racing so, call coming around the home stretch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on second stream, Horimiya is currently in the lead with five votes. Did not see that uh, coming. With Skate the Infinity coming in second, uh, we also have votes for Other Side Picnic and Promise Neverland Season 2, but it's pretty much down to Horimiya right now, coming in uh, first by the look of it. For Desho the third, uh, in the lead with four votes to twos and ones for everything else, is Girls Last Tour. <laughs> Yukinon coming through in the clutch. It's, it's finally his yeah. time to shine. Couple, uh, yeah. With GLT. Um, but but you, there's still some hours left. How how much longer is left? Is today the last day? Uh, it it says two days on the patron polls. Uh, if I recall correctly, it's going to end on Sunday. So if okay. you your listener at home are not yet subscribed and want to influence our choices on what we cover for the next quarter of this year, uh, get on there. Subscribe three or five dollars. Do it. Put your votes in. This is a democracy. Also, if you are subscribed and you haven't voted, because the total votes does not match our total number of subscribers. So um, I would encourage you to exercise the power that you pay for and uh, and and vote. Damn fucking right. Um, go get out to the polls and, you know, tell us what you want us to cover. You know, is it Horimiya or is it Skater Boys or, or will another show uh, well, uh, rise? Well, are we about to say... Are we about I, I, to say see you later, boys, to everyone? Right. Uh, I will Sorry. say that, um, so I, I assumed that the Promise Neverland 2 would be winning the poll. It, it's That's what I get for assuming. So um, something that you could look forward to if you're a patron is um, if it doesn't win, I will... In some fashion, probably episodic podcasts, I will cover season two. I, I want to talk about the show. It's very important to me. It means a lot to me. I rewatched the first season last week in, in, to prep, and it just like hit me all over again how special that story is. And I want to keep still talking a fine about show, it. yeah. So, um, so, so I, it will be covered somehow behind the paywall. Um, mm-hmm. somehow or other we'll, we'll figure that out uh, but but you know that is in addition to Horimiya or whatever else wins the second stream poll so yeah um, look forward to that content all uh, coming in the uh, at you in the coming weeks um, you know if, if you're not uh, able or interested in financially supporting us which is completely valid and fine we love you too um, mm-hmm. you can, you know, follow us on Twitter. You could subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, write us the old five snake review. That always helps. Um, oh yeah. Just far discoverability, which is which huge for us. Uh, you could, uh, sub on, uh, Spotify on, you know, YouTube. If you Google our name, you know, we're on WordPress there's, uh, most platforms, not on SoundCloud anymore, but basically all other podcatchers, uh, you can find our stuff on, so 
but yeah, with that all said, um, thanks again to the lovely patrons and to everyone else in chat and who's watching. Um, Thank you very much. We appreciate you hanging out, as I said, and until next time, he has been Shadon. I'm the Subtle Doctor. As we say on this show, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night. Bring back the brothers. Thank you.